Welcome to Sharkcast, the Brandon Sanderson podcast. We're a bunch of mega fans giving you the news discussion and, of course, a whole lot of opinions about Brandon's works and the Cosmere. I'm Eric, and joining me is Alex. Hi, I'm Featherrider. Also joining me is Shannon. Hi, everybody. I'm Gray. Also joining us is a fair chemist named Matt. Show us your rings. <laughs> Hi. And comatose with rings <laughs> on, the, three uh, different rings. on the forum. <laughs> Three yeah. different rings, rings, three different metals. What, uh, it's, what? it's how I draw my power. So. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Uh, so, and I'm Chaos. So today, what we're going to do is we brought a bunch of people who have not been keeping up with WOBs and new things <laughs> to discuss what our hopes and predictions are for Stormlight 4. And so, Man, if you ever need someone who doesn't know Wobs, I'm here for you. <laughs> this is my, my area of expertise is not keeping up with Wobs. If you, you t- want, if you want anyone, we don't know anything. We haven't been keeping up. Oh. Who knows? Yeah. So awesome. I thought I thought it'd be good to have a fresh take. Also, a bunch of people are sick too, so that was a factor as well. So, yay, B team. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. You guys are the character team. It's totally different. Okay. The character team. And you're all way too good at ship it or rip it. And I am terrible at that. You know, people on 17 Shard don't really care about romatics that much. Like, they're here for the hot, fresh character takes. I'm pretty Look, sure. No, as a see, they're not just here for romatics. They're here for any video that has Stormlight 4 in the title. Then it's they true. will click that. Hi, the videos. Clicking. Welcome. Hello. Gotcha. Welcome to Shardcast. So. Let's do something that we don't often do on Chardcast and actually give people a recap as to what's actually happening and what has actually happened at the end of Oathbringer, just so we remember all the many, 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 many threads that happened. And hopefully this won't take us too long. So Dalinar. Dalinar. What happened? Maybe ascended. Ascend question mark? He did something really cool, really powerful. And Odium's like, I you ascended capital A, but we don't really know what that means because it doesn't seem like he has. He's not like how Vin ascended, but you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, also, writing a perpendicularity. Book? Yeah. 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 He's yeah. writing a book. Writing, writing a book. Um, I have some interesting thoughts about Dalinar's book. Okay. But we're not talking about that just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do recap. recap. Then then we'll do yeah. then we'll do hopes yeah. and predictions. Uh, so we just have to remember that. Uh, Calvin, mm-hmm. what's up with Calvin? Couldn't say the oath. Couldn't mm-hmm. say the force yep. oath. And sad. Teft saved him. He fought Amaram, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was killed Amaram, right? Well, Rock, Rock killed Amaram. Killed Amaram. Yeah, Rock, Rock did. Yes, but they the bridge. Yeah, four did. Bridge yeah, yeah. Four. Rock, rocks yeah. fall. Amaram dies. <laughs> oh, also Dalinar. Dalinar trapped the thrill, so that's not going to be a thing anymore. Yeah. So that that was oh, that was kind yeah. of that was kind of the whole point of what was happening there. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yep. Nergaul. Uh, in a perfect gemstone. In a perfect gemstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. then what happened with Shalon? Shalon got married, right? We did. I yeah. don't know if we the last saw thing. the wedding. We did we not did see the wedding, wedding. But that was the last... Oh! No, is, is that the last thing? That um, was, like, the last thing. That's the last thing she did. The, she recommended... The last thing before yeah. the... thing. It was after... The viewpoint was after... Was it after the wedding had occurred, but uh, at like the celebration, I think was the last. 
You point, or was she about to like Thanks. walk down the aisle? I thought it was it, like she was met before. her brothers again. And, yeah, she was, and, yeah, was getting right ready. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, also, makeup. just yeah. unrelated, guys, we've been having fun and exciting Discord issues, so sorry for uh, Alex and Matt to be pixelated. <laughs> uh, otherwise, they'd be a blank screen. So technically an improvement. We're um, doing our best. Yeah, it's, Discord's just like, you guys thought you wouldn't have tech issues? No, 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 no. I got you. It's great. Um, uh, got a new task from the ghost blood. What did she get? What's her task? Is uh, my new favorite plotline uh the ghost bloods want her to uh investigate slash recruit ja'anat i believe yep. which is probably going to tie into renarin and figuring out what exactly is happening with him we, dalish, dalish is agrees. super excited <laughs> dalish agrees dalish agrees uh renarin renarin did not get murdered by yasna so and murdered. we learned that love it when renarin doesn't get murdered that's, my favorite. <laughs> that's your favorite part of the book well we got exactly. renarin points of view which were really cool renarin has a corrupted spren uh and is mm -hmm. i guess a void binder or something uh, the secret's mm -hmm. out now we can talk about it now we can talk books. about it and now we can like yeah. get renarin viewpoints potentially probably maybe uh, little ones yeah. yeah, I would I would say defining Renarn as a void binder is highly asterisked. Well, There's I mean, what is a, there we what is a void binder? What is a search binder? Yeah, exactly. We're not going to find out. We've had all of those comes talks. out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. Predictions. I know what void binding is. What else do we got? Teravangian. Teravangian. Uh, confessed that he was Zeth's master for all the assassin and white murders. Yep. So Dalinar knows and about that was visited by Odium. Yep. Who did m much uh, work on the diagram to do, yeah, like well, revealed it all. It. Yeah. Well, Odium like saw into the spiritual realm and like expanded the diagram. Yes. That's, that's the, basically the idea. Uh, and yes. was very but impressed Renarin, with Terramagian. Yeah. Renarin was a blank spot in right. his ability to predict. He's yep. a wild card. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, so Dalinar knows about Teravangian being Zeth's master, but not about like this deal Teravangian did with Odium, which was to save Karbranth. Yeah. I believe uh, the diagram is also still unknown to the rest of the cast. I think so. Yeah. It, yeah I think I he think just so. said like, oh, I, ne I knew I needed to make things more stable what other characters do we got we there were a lot of them uh zeth zeth um at the 11th hour uh changed his path decided to start following dalinar and dalinar seemed to just accept him for the time being at least despite the whole murdering his brother and a bunch of people stuff and that happened. I, yep. I i do think that's a bit of a reach because they were all in the midst of battle it was like this wasn't like a normal, he just walked yeah. up on a normal day. This was like, we're all fighting for our lives. Okay, you're going to fight with us. That's cool. But I, I don't know if that's the same thing as like everyone accepting Seth. I, I will so, say true. we do know, Brandon has said that Zeth will start the next book in prison. So, <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, so it could be an Alethi prison. It could be someone it's, else's. It's so, fine if it's yeah. an Alethi prison. We're hoping it's not... Yeah. Uh, Oh, uh, a, a singer prison. 
I mean, I assume that to just means mm. that's like, okay, you helped fight for our lives, uh, but you did kill a lot of people. So yeah, we'll put including, you in prison. you know, the well, king. And we'll just try and ignore the fact <laughs> that Dalinar's things. killed many, many, many people. <laughs> we'll just we'll just gloss yeah. over that. Yeah. You well, know. that's the thing. It's it's fine when it's a, when you're in war, but it's not fine when it's murder. When you're assassinating, you know, it's, it's totally mm-hmm. different. Yeah. yeah, it's sort of like, hmm, what's the what's the standard oh, here? Let's I want double see, standards. Yay. See, that's something yeah. I want to see got, explored a little more. They got but. plenty of them. Well, and even like knowing that, uh, to jump ahead to the next character slightly, yeah. that Yasna is queen. Yeah, and oh yes, her, Yasna's and queen. Her, and that's her dad, who we know she was fairly close with. Um, that's a good point on the other hand I feel like Yasna is the kind of person who would definitely be impartial about the act of assassination as well seeing as she's a person who hires lots of assassins but except for her family Yasna is impartial except when it comes to team Colin she's pretty uh, takes no prisoners because Zeth's a radiant it might mean it's under Dalnar's Mm-hmm. like purview and yep. not like the Alethi queen because what, yeah. what does that even mean if Alethka is basically conquered um yep. what other what other characters do we have uh I mean Moash got the honor blade changed his name to Vire and murdered Jezria and that's a thing yeah yep. uh, oh and hey. related to that uh Taln and Ash were there and they were Ash there felt that. <laughs> but and then they left too much they just yeah. kind of showed up and they said hi we're heralds they said they yeah, said hi <laughs> and yeah. town was like yo hi. it's really great that we got that i gave them so many years to rebuild great. yeah that was a good Tom. moment and then left. <laughs> yep. and then they left and then yep. they left oh my goodness oh uh, there's there's, there's so like a characters. lot of stuff but there's so many characters oh and hoid uh bonded us friend did we get yes. most of them we probably did uh, Adolin is possibly reawakening his sharp blade. Yes, possibly. yeah. He's also came now. out. He's and married, married and came out as Sadeus's murderer. Oh, that's yes. yeah. That's, that's, that's right. That's, that's did true. happen. That's, yeah, that's kind that's of an important public thing. Now, yep. yeah. Yeah. So you know, if he's going to be potentially a high prince, yeah, in Dalinar's place, like, yeah. Well, I guess under Yasna it. The, oh, yeah. the the structure under, of yeah, everything is under very strange. Yeah, I just realized the Sedeus princedom is going to need another high prince because Amar almost the last one. Yeah, and like yeah. all the Sedeus dudes who so, are possessed by the thrill and stuff, which was really weird as it was. I got just some let, uh, I, corporate uh, restructuring to do over there. Just let <laughs> ILI um, be high high lady high princess. Do you do you guys really care about Sadeus Princeton politicking at this stage? Because I don't really. It's not. I don't care about Sadeus the Princeton like this specific Princeton entirely. But I mm-hmm. am really curious to see what happens with the structure of a less car. Yeah, because I think because I think like Sadeus is one piece of a of a whole part that's actually kind of has to restructure. I think with the whole. <laughs> With the whole, you know, uh, what's the what's the name of the capital? Colinar. Colinar. Being taken over and being completely lost. 
we don't know how much of a less car the country has been taken over by Odium's forces. Sure seemed even um, like Oathbringer, they had a pretty good handle on the whole thing. The, the, Alessi, the Alessi people might have to do some reevaluations. At the same time, a lot of questions are coming up about, you know, uh, Voronism, the Voron Church. Yep. Yeah. Which is like a lot of their social mm-hmm. structure. Um, so I feel like th- not, I'm not super concerned about Eli is not very interesting to me personally, but it is, she is part of like a, a big piece. I'm very curious about what's going to happen with, uh, what's Alethi culture yeah. mean in what, the future? What does Alethi culture mean? And what, who are Alessi if like, if they, if they reject Voronism? Yeah. That's I think totally my, true. my and, interest in that plot point is more, I think it's an issue that would be easy for the main characters to overlook that could come back to bite them in a yeah. very serious way while they're preoccupied with, you know, the apocalypse. And another interesting thing is Sedeus's princedom is where Kaladin's, like, that's where Hearthstone yep. is, true. right? Yep. So whoever, whether it's, you know, the um, uh, Voidbringers Kaladin or... Kaladin becomes High Prince Sedeus. No. <laughs> the like, circle is complete. Like the there are not to get too into predictions, but there are some indicators that part of Kaladin's arc is like becoming. I guess that's true. What wow. he hated, uh, right? So well, yeah, that's, that's be true. interesting. Okay, we and, should, and we should Kaladin, there, there was that implication that uh, Kaladin's going to go back for his family in Hearthstone. But let's talk about what we know about Stormlight Four and the readings and stuff that we've seen thus far. So we know that Stormlight Four is going to have about a one-year time jump. Uh, mm-hmm. and then the story's gonna happen after that. Uh, Brandon said on his Stormlight updates that he really liked part one, so apparently that went great. So, that's a thing. We've seen mm-hmm. a Lyran point of view, uh, in Hearthstone. We've seen that. Lyran saw that, ra- you know that Herdazian general in an interlude? Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, really? Yeah, so that's like a thing. <laughs> Wait, is this the guy who sent Bright Lord Sheller to, to the yeah. tank? The yeah, hug, that guy. the hug. Yeah, that guy. So that, that, that that's guy. like that person has a role. So, okay. That guy's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then we saw a Venley chapter where uh, towers were being built and they were mysterious. Like this the fused wanted towers built and you needed to build them in a specific way or else high storms would blow them down. Uh, Interesting. And there were stairs. So that was about it there. Uh, that is wild. Uh, mm. We have a Navani prologue. Very exciting. Uh, obviously on the night of Gavilar's death. And we have... Uh, we saw like a fake Eshenai flashback. We know... Like it was, it was Brandon trying to get into the character of Eshenai. wasn't necessarily like a thing that we would see in the book. wasn't too <laughs> much interesting in it, but we we will see both Eshenai and Venli flashbacks. So Venli's the flashback character, but we get both Eshenai and Venli uh, alternating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, big thing w- that we know is that Rhythms of War, which is the title <sighs> Brandon's pretty sure about. I'm, it's kind of odd that he Has doesn't it, know if it's a title. Hasn't but. been confirmed yet. Maybe he wants to get like more drafts confirmed. Maybe, but like it, if he is sure I, at this stage and finished the rough draft, wouldn't he know if it's the in-world text that's in there? I don't know. Maybe yeah. 
Maybe he's just waiting for his feedback. You know? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say, it could be something where, you know, the publisher, his editor is yeah, like, no, true. I think there's a better title. And Maybe Brandon's let's not, not lame, yeah. name the second book, The Book there of Endless all, Pages all, or something. <laughs> the Book of Endless Pages, <laughs> yeah. And, and, he's, and he's mentioned, too, that part of the issue is he's not sure if the in-world book will work in this book, right? Oh, Hasn't I guess. He? But, like, I, I feel yeah. like he would have a solid idea of that after the rough draft i don't know words of radiance yeah. was pretty shoehorned in at the end of uh, book two so eh. yeah uh to, let's be <laughs> honest Oathbringer was yeah. a bit more fitting and way of kings was very yeah. important for that first book of course but uh yeah. rhythms of war will have three separate arcs where like all the characters are going to be together in uh, part one and then they're going to split apart so we're going to get one arc it's more like way of kings in the plotting style right mm -hmm. so we'll have like way of kings had kaladin in every part uh and this book has a group of characters who are in every part and then there's a second group that has two characters going somewhere else and then we have uh a third group that's in a third location and those last two, like, trade off sharing time right. with the first group. Right. Kind of yeah. like how Dalinar and Shallan traded off in Way of Kings. But mm -hmm. we, we currently don't know who any of those people are. So that's kind of uh, what we know thus far. I'm probably uh, missing things because that's summarizing lots of things Brandon has said in a very sh fast amount of time. Uh, we've talked <laughs> about the arcs in a previous episode, which I'll link below. Uh, we talked we talked about the arcs kind of a lot, but other than like hypothesizing which characters go where, uh, we didn't really talk about our plots or predictions or hopes that we wanted for the book. So that's this. It was piece. purely it was purely just which character goes in which. Pretty spot? much, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Yeah. And what cool. we talked about before uh, that we seemed to like was that the arc one, which has five characters, but. Two of them don't have too many viewpoints. Was that that was in a left car? Uh, the second arc, the adventure of two characters, was like going to the Horn Eater Peaks, and then the third arc was a Erythru arc. Interesting. That that was hmm. what we had talked about. So, okay, well, Lyrian's viewpoint being like sort of. Um, on the edge of the war on like kind of like the the outskirts where he's seen he where he's like he's in occupied territory but he's essentially seen people come in who are what do you call that like the the, the, refugees. the, the casualties the refugees, refugees the casualties. yeah um Cat i could see that <laughs> being <laughs> i could see that kind of being like the 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 main focus is like being in occupied territory and they're trying to they're trying to do something new they're trying to make a big play i could see that yeah or and i we we like thought kaladin and venley would be in that alethkar arc uh, ooh, and like that's doing alethkari things on uh, them fighting off or something i don't know uh, kaladin and venley would be a really interesting of like have they ever interacted no uh we we thought they'd be like antagonists but presumably venley would because Join the you know, radiance with, eventually. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how that's Ash gonna work. I, you know, like she she mostly interacted with just with Dalinar and and Adolin a little bit. So yeah, Kaladin mm -hmm. wasn't really in that arc at all. So that that could be interesting. That's yeah, like we that. don't really yeah. know what's uh going on with that. But I, I I don't know about you guys. 
I yeah. I have a thought that I'm pretty sure Calvin's gonna get his plate in this book. And oh. swear his fourth ideal. I, I have this feeling because like it could have happened at Oathbringer and just clearly didn't, and it's being saved for like a big moment in this book, right? Mm-hmm. Al- also, then he'll be synced up with the book number. yeah right exactly uh perfect sure yeah Uh, yeah you had to skip (laughs) book three jess and i do have a good uh kaladin lirin theory do do you guys want to hear it for like what yeah yeah so we were thinking that you know how lirin's always talking about that kaladin needs to grow calluses right sure yeah and Mm -hmm. Kind yeah. of the, we kind of think the fourth ideal will be that Calden can't save everyone because that was kind of the problem in Kolinar that he couldn't save everyone and then he kind of went mm-hmm. yeah, catatonic, right? Well, what if yeah. like there's this situation where like Liren and Kaladin join up the, in like that Alethkar arc, right? Yeah. But then like there's something happens and Kaladin needs to make like a Batman choice to let Liren live or die and so like, he has to let Liren die uh, oh to God. to like save other people, and then he realizes that that's his callus, and so then he realizes he can't protect everyone. He swears his fourth oath and gets that, but Liren has to so die to do that. It's not going to be like Ooh. the first Tobey Maguire Spider Man movie. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Sadistic, Liren, I, I think, I think, listen. Yeah, Oof. right. I don't, I don't need to yeah. take uh, the choice. I'll just save both. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, because uh, to be honest, Liren's plotline in struggle with Kaladin has really not been explored much since Way of Kings, like that no. whole philosophical difference. And so if we got a Lyran point of view, I'm going to assume that that's this book, right? Hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I want to know more about that. And oh. that we saw him quickly in Hearthstone and then we went somewhere else. So we did <laughs> and not Kaladin him. was less of a focus character in Oathbringer compared yep. to his presence in the first two books. Yeah, yeah. definitely. We kind of had a yeah. So that that's that's uh, Jess and I's theory, and I think that is really solid because that connects Liren with Kaladin's radiant progression. I'm pretty sold I, on this. I kind of like that because what I liked about Kaladin's um, arc in Oathbringer was that it wasn't easy. He kind of hit a wall. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. and, it, and you know, I really like that. You know, his struggles aren't treated as just like a little like, oh, here we go, just gotta get past this, and, you know, and make it really mm-hmm. easy. It was a serious of. deal. Yeah, like this was like this is sort of like I appreciate that Brandon treats like the emotional struggle like as seriously, you know, like that 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 Callan's inability to progress is 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 just really big. It's a uh, and I and I really like mm-hmm. that. So so it kind of like makes whatever comes next more more powerful. It and feels so like that has I totally, to be his arc here, right? I totally agree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That whatever whatever happens with Kaladin, it ended so so not it wasn't disappointing to me, but it was like maybe disappointing for Kaladin, you know. So that <laughs> yeah. like yeah, so I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. I it, like I make that make what happened in Oathbringer satisfying. I like that mm-hmm. Kaladin didn't need to save the day because if we kept like oh Kaladin swords another oath and saves the day like that gets samey right so yeah. the try fail yeah. cycles this is it nice. doesn't need to be the one guy all the time no he doesn't yeah. Dalinar got to save the day this yeah time. yep do we want to move officially into like going oh, around I, I and think, saying yeah, our predictions absolutely cool. Alex why don't why don't you why don't you oh, go we, I talked I about the Kaladin Lear thing before okay. uh, 
Um, so so I am not necessarily a person who does like specific predictions of like, this is what I think is going to happen. I am the more, more the type of person to focus on like, okay, here's a plot line I know is going to develop and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Uh-huh. And that one be? big one for me, uh, as you might guess, what? is uh, Jean not is the best character ever because somehow <laughs> she moved, like pulled Renarin and the Ghost Bloods into the same plot line and it's full of Shalon's issues. So that's and the plot line And you might see Big Daddy Odium, so... Fascinating. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha. I know, it's a good um, joke. You're that's welcome. the plot line that I am like most intrigued by. I think I will be very disappointed if we don't get much ghost bloods work, or like if it's a very, very minor subplot that happens in like three chapters throughout the whole book. We didn't that get a lot of ghost bloods in. We did not get prayer. a lot of ghost bloods. What we did get was excellent. But I want to Yeah, know it was it. nice to actually like know what's going on in the world with Oathbringer. So that I, was nice. I, I, I feel like the Ghost Bloods, Brandon's been like promising or setting them up to play a major mm-hmm. role in the first arc. So I think either they need to be more major in book four or in book five. And it feels like book five should be more focused on like Odium, maybe. So yeah. mm-hmm. it would make sense if the Ghost Bloods are going to have a big moment. It might be in book four. Yeah. Um, so that that would be fun. Yeah. I think and so. I think that whole related plot line just has a lot of narrative meat in a lot of different directions. I mean, we have we want to know what really is up with Renarin and all of his powers and the extent of corruption and what happened with Gliss that made him this way. Um, we want to find yeah. out more about Ja Anat and like why does she want to defect? What's can we really trust her? What's actually going on? Like, there's yeah. a lot of things happening that are all really tied together. And I would, I would probably be surprised if that was not a major plot point throughout this book. Maybe not like the, a main, main arc, but definitely related. I would, I would be surprised if it was in the main arc. Um, I could see it being a focus, a bigger focus in the tertiary. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking like one of one of maybe the big three plot lines. It's, I don't think the big one. I don't. Think I don't the think one. the big one either because no, like, not like the Venli and Kaladin seem like two pretty essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what if one of the two people arcs is Shalon and Renarin? That was a theory we had, or like Shalon or Adolin or, so, or something. Shalon and someone and, else, right? So and and it and it's specifically dealing with the ghost ghost blood. Oh, that would Point. okay. In some ways, that would be very difficult for me to read. Um, for people who are not aware of my fandom history, I like back when all we had was book one. I really, <laughs> really shipped Shalon and Renarin, and I had lots of thoughts about the way that they would interact. And then Words of Radiance crushed them under the plateau-sized boulders of the Everstorm um, and left me in a shattered wreck. Uh, and so I think. Like, there's a lot of nostalgia there. If that is actually a plot line, like now that you've said that, I wasn't thinking that direction. I really should have been. Oh no, this book's gonna ruin me. What about we talk about what our hopes for Shalon is for this book, Um, other than like doing more ghost bloody things? Like, I I'm with you. I will be disappointed Mm -hmm. if we don't get more ghost blood stuff. So this isn't necessarily a hope for me, but it is something I'm wondering about. So. We know at the end of Oathbringer, Shalon and Aiden married. Um, 
and then there's a year time jump. And this is actually similar to me for Hero of Ages mm-hmm. um, speculation. So minor, can I put a minor spoiler yeah, in yeah. for? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I remember in the second Mistborn book, uh, Well of Ascension, Vin and Eland get married at the end. And in between the second and third book, there was a year time jump. And there was some speculation on will uh, Vin and Eland have a child in that time jump. Now, picturing Vin having a kid, you know, she's kind of an action hero, doesn't really have time for that. Um, But in this time jump, I am kind of wondering if it's a possibility that Adolin and Shallan might become parents in this time jump. Oh, I would not like that if Shallan. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but it's something I'm wondering because, like, not for this book. Like, maybe back five if Shallan's mm -hmm. a mom if she survives. Mm -hmm. But I'm definitely expecting them if they both survive to the time jump because, like, that's part of the purpose. I think a longer time jump serves is Mm kind of next generation, right? But, uh, but, yeah. yeah. My thing about the time jump is that I didn't see it as like a chance for babies. I saw it as like time for like things in the war to evolve. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like things are getting more more serious, more dire. We started like with things like finally breaking breaking out in Oathbringer. It was like the war is now here. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's not just people talking about it. And now Stormlight 4 is like we're in the midst yeah. of this war. And it and it like it kind of like lets it 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 kind of like for me like that that was my assumption that it gives Brandon the chance to say um, without feeling like things have been rushed through like oh we've only been at war for three weeks but now all of a sudden we're in dire streets yeah. like no this gives like the chance mm-hmm. for like things to get desperate we fought a lot um, yeah. yeah or for for long term um, casualties and long term things to have started to t- deteriorate yeah yeah um, another thing related to the year jump I am hoping we will see progress on unlocking Erythiru, basically. Because we know there are a lot of functions of the tower that they were, you know, investigating how to turn on, you know, trying to figure out how things worked. I'm hoping we'll see, like, we'll at least start the book with some progress. Like, hey, we figured out how to make crops grow on all of of the stuff. And it's like this. And... You know, maybe see you know unlock your your Erythiru features by paying mm-hmm. to be a higher tier subscriber or something. But <laughs> um, yeah, I'm hoping we'll see kind of a big jump in functionality for Erythiru. That it's not this big empty hall that's just full of that's, mystery and can't do things. That's definitely you know. like, like this to. refugee market. <laughs> like, yeah, we got to get progress on that. That's such a big yeah. thing. That like, what is Erythiru? Like, I would be upset if we never like saw through turn on in this book or the next book yeah you know like that that's gotta happen right and Mm -hmm. and for shallan's arc if i'm thinking about what i said kind of critically too just with her character development that would be very jarring to put them in that new role when we're already gonna because like the live Mm -hmm. question is like what are adolin and shallan gonna be in this next phase of their relationship right so yeah we we need to see there's a lot of development there without yeah. adding another dimension into that. So I I do think it's probably unlikely, but... Um, mm-hmm. And we gotta, like, see her and, personas evolve. What, and, like, yeah. what, what does that mean? So Shalon was in a bad place sure. in Oathbringer, and I want to see her do some progress. And mm-hmm. and she kind of came to the realization that she's 
in a not great place, but she hasn't addressed it yet, as we saw at the end when she was still like overwhelmed with who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, like the one moment those at the issues end are not resolved where she was. Yeah. She she doesn't even like she doesn't even reach equilibrium. She just like is at the place where she admits she still needs help yeah. and that she's not ready to go to be completely um, self sufficient yet. Like and I would hope comment to Jasner. Yeah, and I would hope she hasn't resolved it totally in the year jump because I think that's something that's important to happen on screen. Absolutely. Um, So Mm -hmm. maybe she's farther along, maybe she's made progress, or maybe she's gotten better at hiding it from her loved ones, um, which is a very shallow. I don't think. I don't. I don't think that actually. Uh, I think that's been. I think that was part of her deterioration. Mm-hmm. And I think on the path forward, it's sort of um, that was I think that was the point of the conversation with Yasna at the end of, of mm-hmm. Oathbringer was that like it was just her finally admitting the truth to someone close to her for the first time yeah. that we mm-hmm. saw was like like her and Adolin as well. Like yeah. at the end of Oathbringer was just like the fight, like, you know, the beginning cracks of like, OK, she's finally ready to to really actually tackle the healing and not try to yeah. sweep it under the carpet anymore. So I'd love to see more stability. Um, like there is, a, there is a lot that can happen in a year of like, she doesn't need to have like fixed it. Um, but it is a, it is enough time to feel secure in her relationships. Mm-hmm. Or Maybe like developing some healthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's still, like with with the with the seriousness of of her issues and what she's been through it like it's not going to be solved in a year anyway but like giving a year of stability and some some more coping mechanisms could be a um that w- that would leave us in a place where we could actually start to see some progress on screen by the time we we catch up with her which is what i mm-hmm. and it also gives some time too for us to get over this initial awkwardness of, oh, your brothers are in your life again, and they need to adjust to having a sister who's like around, married into the most powerful f- family, and is and a, a night radiant. And <laughs> yeah, we can just have that, that stuff. We can be off screen, and then we're fine yeah. with that. That doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, would you be disappointed if Shalon regressed more in this book? Yes, I would be so disappointed. I would be, I like, I like, I'm, I'm at the point where it's sort of like, okay, I need to see you make some good decisions about your health now. Like mm-hmm. that's um, real, real people, real healing doesn't necessarily work on like that, but it's like, we're reading her story. She's gotten a lot of screen time and I'm kind of like, I'm at the point with her where I'm like, I need more from you as a person. I, I, I agree. Like, mm-hmm. so in the first book, Kaladin was the focus character. Dalinar was kind of the secondary. Then Shallan had her book. And then, but she was definitely, I think, the secondary character in Oathbringer. Like yes. we spent, even though it was Dalinar's book, we spent a lot of time with Shallan. Yeah. So yeah. If she yeah. has if she hasn't had like I just don't know what else there is for Brandon to kind of examine with what's going on with her other than her progress. Because mm-hmm. We've Oathbringer seen her has to be like the low, right? And we need yeah. like some well, increase. And that conversation with Hoyd, I think, uh, that, yeah, with that's the low that she low. has, right? Exactly. Like, just yeah. kind of looking structurally, like that's very indicative of a, yeah, a low point, and then like kind of a turn. So, yeah, um, I'll, 
I can kind of reiterate that as I have been trying to reread Oathbringer. Um, did not get all the way through it for this podcast, um, but I'm in like the middle of part three and was just really struck by this really does feel like rock bottom for Shalon in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. Um, I I mean, even aside from the Hoyd conversation where everything really does just kind of crumble, there's lots there where she is not dealing with th- things as they come up. She's continually hiding. She's continually thinking about making new personas. There's a moment where she walks in the street like naked, just covered by illusions for a while. And like her face is changing rapidly and everyone's terrified of her. Like that doesn't seem very stable, darling. No. no. Um, see, I, I definitely think we we need to be on an upswing. I don't, I don't want to see Shalon hit that point again or get worse in this book i think a lot of people didn't like shalon and oathbringer as well so that's probably a good tough to read it's 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 tough tough to read read. i like it yeah Yeah, yeah, it's like you know there are some kinds of bad decisions that like i'm fine watching in fiction and then there are other kinds of bad decisions that i hate watching and like the kind of bad decisions that shalon makes are the kinds that i just can't stand um it was, it's like there, there's, there's, there's decisions where it's like, it's not because she doesn't have all the information. Um, it's like, given the same information that she has, I would have done something differently. And it's really frustrating. I'm like, oh, of course this is falling apart because you, I would have never done this. And that's like a frustration point. I'm just like, okay, she's not, she's not the character for me. It's fine. Um, but it's like, I would, I would like to see who she is when she's, you know more herself when she's when it's not about her trauma and well and we end the book oathbringer with shallan almost self-sabotaging again right like she has this cycle of self and like one of the last scenes is her almost walking away from her relationship with adolin right and mm-hmm. you know running that into the gutter and then she resists that impulse and then we have the ending we do right so yeah um, yeah, I think what I'm hearing from all you guys, and I think I agree with is we'll see some progress. She, her issues aren't dealt with because no. we need to see that happen on screen, oh, yeah. but we're not going to be repeating the same ground again that we were. It'd be nice to see a really nice truth that really helps her out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of her truths, also what I hope for Shalon in the next book is clarity on which oath she is on. There's been a lot of speculation about that. Does she have her armor already or not? Um, That would be good to know. Have that clarified. I agree. In the, in the last scene um, in the battle, when she's all three of her personas there, I've seen some theories about whether or not she was wearing shard plate Plate. in that scene. Right. Potentially. Um, on the, the shard play front, I do think we're going to get a good moment where Yasna just like summons shard plate out of, out of the blue and everyone is in awe of her. And- I agree, but I don't want her to be the first one. Yeah, I is don't that- know how Brandon's going to work it because it's a, well, maybe it's not so obvious, but like if you look at it, it's like, oh, she pretty clearly has shard plate right? i want it yeah. to be like from the point of view character so we can see what's going on from their side because like the thing with like yasna is a lot of the time we see her externally and she already knows what's going on and isn't telling the audience she isn't telling the other characters mm-hmm. i'm fine with her i i love the idea of her having played already i just don't mm-hmm. want the first like on-screen appearance of it to be her because she I- already knows 
And for that reason, like the the viewer education piece, I think having Kaladin be the first viewpoint character we experience living shard plate through Mm -hmm. um, makes sense because then Kaladin can experience it. And as he learns, we learn. Um, And then you can have like Yasna come in and be like, oh, yeah, I do this already. But I got to get that Kaladin-Yasna conflict. And it's totally weird to have like secret shard plate and keep it as like a hidden advantage that she can like Oh, that, that almost yeah, makes her. me wonder if Kaladin's not going to swear his big oath at the very end, but like part three or something. Yeah, Very maybe. Uh, the, apparently the would... climaxes are going to be a little more staggered. It's not going to yeah. be a big climax like Oath. I, I think I would probably expect that we would see an external like non-Yasna viewpoint of her doing it first just because Brandon does have a tendency to do these frustrating things of like look here's a thing you really want to know and I'm not going to give you the full answer right Gosh, now. let me tell you about the recreants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh remember when when Hoyd told us about the secret of the recreants ivory we can't tell anybody that and like yeah he's yeah. definitely uh, got a, a tendency to he knows what what tidbits we really want, and will string us along. It's hundred percent in this book, though. We'll be furious if it's not. Yeah, I feel like we got to get some closure on can, that. Front. Can Can someone remind me what oath we think Renarin is on at this point? Like, is he? Ooh, what no are, clue. What are regular someone... truth watcher oaths? What are Renarin truth watcher oaths? That's like, true. like what is even is anything? What I'm is void binding? What if it's someone, what if it's someone <laughs> other than Kaladin? What if someone else beats Kaladin to that oath? One of our other viewpoint characters. So we know that he has a. We know he has a shard blade, which is oath three. So I would say, well, for Kaladin, like different orders, it's oath three. Different orders had a shard blade as a very tiny child. Well, what her progression was as a young child and yeah. now regressed through that re needed to swear truths is very weird. Shalon yeah. is an extremely weird example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very curious about everything that's happening with Renarin. Yeah. Um, as someone who called it, I still want to know the specifics. Yeah. I think we got to see some Renarin point of views then. I don't know. Yeah. But there's so many characters we could see Renarin point of views in. Yeah, Renarin... I- yeah. yeah, we want to see more of Gliss, definitely. I want to know more about what happened exactly between Gliss and Jaanat and how it all came to be. Yeah, connecting with Jaanat stuff. Yeah. Before we I get, hope she gets more. Before we get too off track, uh, we had a great segue to Shalon's relationship that we just didn't take, so I want to take that now. Yeah, we just glossed like go, over that. Yeah. So... Uh, we, we've talked about the love triangle before. What would you be disappointed in in the next mm. book regarding Shallan's relationship? I was disappointed in Words of Radiance when Kaladin and Shallan had that little thing because I was like, oh no, love triangle. And then Words of Radiance ended without it going somewhere. And I was like, oh, phew. And then Oathbringer happened. And then a little love triangle started to happen. I was like, oh no. And then we got to the end and I was like, oh, phew. I'm just, I don't want any more of this tension. I'm like, I'm always relieved at the end with whatever Brandon chooses, but I just don't want it to happen again. I'm I'm kind of over it. Please just like, let it, let it rest. Mm-hmm. I, I think I'm in a very similar position, but maybe for sort of different reasons. Um, in that I 
hated the idea of like Shalon and Kaladin doing love triangle nonsense through through book two, through most of book three. Um, and then I got to the end and I was like, oh, it's a subversion. Okay, she doesn't end up with the broody, passionate one who's forbidden. She goes with the, you know, the nice, safe, wonderful choice who's healthier. And I'm like, oh, that's actually very clever then. And I'm okay with the whole plot line because it ended in a way that was unexpected. Well, not like unexpected. It ended in the not cliche way. I just want to um, say that there's nothing wrong if you liked uh, Shalon and Calden. Just, yeah. just to be perfectly clear. This is clear. just Alex's opinion about yeah, right, right, right. I just want to make that very clear. Yeah, this, isn't, this isn't the staff opinion. You no. know. And yeah. I know that we there was a lot of discussion right after Oathbringer came out about is this plotline over? Is Adolin actually the final choice? Is there going to be more in the future between Shalon and Kaladin? And and I definitely read the ending as a very final note that, you know, Shalon was making a choice that she was planning to commit to. And she and Kaladin kind of both realized it was not a good idea. And so I think I would be disappointed if that was not actually a final point in this tying off the the love triangle. It's it's done. Like it's what finished. you thought, like what you thought it was saying about their characters would kind of be undone. If- right. Yeah, I thought it was a very healthy finishing point for all three of them. And I would be disappointed if they got dragged back into relationship drama between the three of them. What do you think, Matt? I, I, my thought, I get really turned around with this whole love <laughs> triangle thing. Because um, I, in words of radiance, I felt like instantly the Shalon and Kaladin scenes, I thought Brandon was emphasizing their chemistry more than he was emphasizing Adolin and Shalon's chemistry. And so I was like, oh no, this is the two main characters, the boy main character, the girl main character. Okay. And I, I just, it felt forced to me. And so I was very resistant, not even from a like, the pros and cons of the relationship or them as people. I was resistant to Shalon and Kaladin together as a narrative on a narrative level, not on a like, how would they work? Um, And I really thought he was going there. And so when he resolved it this way in Oathbringer, I thought, oh, good, this is how I wanted it. But then I was like, not satisfied with that because all of a sudden in my head, I was like, oh, wait, now, now when I look back, Adolin's the obvious choice. And is that forced? And then would (laughs) Kaladin have been the more surprising choice? And then I was introduced through the wonders of fandom to Adolin Kaladin and the wonders of that. And so now I'm just like, which which I don't think will happen, obviously, but I know, but can I I tell you guys about a word of Brandon where someone asked about a a threesome between them all and like, (laughs) yeah, Brandon was like, well, Shalon and Adolin would probably be into it. Calvin is way too inflexible to do that. And it's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. A subset of the fandom that has taken that as like tacit confirmation that like Adolin and Shalon are by and totally cool with all of it. And I'm like, go. I mean, yeah, I'm 
Rock yeah. on, guys. I this would say a, both of them are more flexible in that respect yeah. than Calvin. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is this is what fandom is for. It's great. Things don't need to be canon yeah. for us to have fun. That's right. I, I'm a big fan of Kaladin and Adolin's relationship, um, probably more than anything else. It's not gonna happen, but it's still no. my favorite. And and so on that point, I guess so that's kind of the context of where I'm coming from, where I've like like so now I'm not a huge fan of Shalon and Adolin's relationship for some reason. <laughs> Even though they're probably my two, they're probably my two favorite characters, but yeah, just like also like the whole like Brandon, like arranged marriages, just like sure working out thing. So I'm, I'm really curious and excited to see how he handles it. And I hope he does well with it. I think I'm very excited to see where Adolin and Kaladin's friendship goes. And I want to see more development there i hope they um, become really good friends they yeah, were that was my too. favorite I think, I think relationship have. development in like the three books thus far is like yeah. i don't i don't know it's sort of like i think it's like one of the best relationship developments that brandon's done yeah. in the series yeah. i will say I, matt i think this makes you kaladin because i literally just read a quote where he talked about how much he liked shallan and adolin just not together <laughs> No, and Kaladin like you're in a storm shelter in Kolinar. You need to to be brooding, and then you need to be in a underdog sports story. Those are your favorite. And Kaladin is my like personally for me. Kaladin is my least favorite character. So it's because it's too close to you, right? (laughs) Reflection of self. My opinion is I don't know why Brandon needed to do a love triangle. And so I I really just in retrospect, it really felt like we didn't need to do this. If this is where Brandon was going, like, why did we need to have like if Brandon wanted Shalon and Adolin, then why did we need to have like a misdirect to Calvin? Like we just didn't need to do any of this really. So that's more. Mm -hmm. It kind of felt like a pointless love triangle in my opinion and uh i definitely think other people in the fandom were like why did brandon do all this if this is how he's gonna end it and me i'm just like i just don't want to talk about it anymore because i'm uh, like oh i see the point from shallan's side she needed like a valid like escape route from edelin which was her whole thing with Mm-hmm. Her, her inability to emotionally be honest with the people she cares about in Oathbringer was like her big emotional arc. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see why Kaladin had to like her back, which is like the real stress point. I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, well, I'm just like, for me, it's like, I can't see it. I'm like, why do you even like this girl? She's not good to you I just, at all. Well, not- I mean, and people are entitled to feel that they, they're good together. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, me, sorry. me yeah. like I'm... <laughs> It just felt like, why did we need a love triangle? This is not really what I'm interested in at all. I am interested in seeing Shalon and Adolin being a married couple and dealing with their crap. Like, I'm def- I'm totally interested in that. I just mm-hmm. don't really like love triangles in general, and it didn't really feel like Brandon had a good reason to introduce one other than to make people really upset in the fandom, no matter what opinion you have. Um, just like Ooh, yeah, me as a true. person moderating things, I'm kind of annoyed Brandon did that because it didn't really feel like it was that necessary to do. That's me. Made your life difficult as on for yeah, us. Yeah, just like it, whenever you do a love triangle, there are going to be people who are upset no matter what the outcome is. It doesn't even matter. So it's like, why are we doing this? Which is the fandom side. I think yep. it's. I, I kind of just like I. I kind of disagree. Just in that. 
at least from Oathbringer's perspective, I think after what he set up in Words of Radiance, it was necessary to well, yes, but that. we didn't need to do the Words of Radiance part. Yeah, <laughs> like and, the, if this was the plan, like he he were he Discovery writes characters, and I just feel like uh he didn't plan this out very well. It's just like why did we need to do this? Also, it depends what your goal with books are, because sometimes parts are meant to be frustrating or like Great. people like because if people have different opinions about things and they're fighting about it, it means everyone cares a lot about it. Right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Everyone, mm-hmm. uh, the subset of people who really didn't like Oathbringer. Yeah, they certainly were passionate about that. That's yeah. certainly true. And that's totally and, fine for you to be passionate about it. I'm just upset Brandon made these choices that led to so many people arguing. We but, didn't need yeah. to do this. A- anyway. Um, Brandon doesn't write for one person. No, he so. doesn't. No, yeah. no. He that. certainly does not. And he <laughs> delvers. Ugh, grumble, 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 grumble. I think Still about angry. that with Shalon. Like, Shalon was not written for me. No. Um, but even, even though I really... I really do not get anything out of her as a character. There are so many people who that she's so important to them. And I'm just like, I have to think about it that way because like, if he was writing it for me, I would just say, make Shalon different. Like just, can you do a different thing with her? Thanks. I would be very upset if Shalon regressed more and then undid her choices in Oathbringer because it seemed like, like that again, the part three, that Hoyd scene, that's rock bottom. I don't want her to go back down to rock bottom. I need some progression and I yeah. want to see a married couple actually like develop in the Cosmere. So I'm yeah. excited to yeah. see what that's like. And I'm excited for a lot of plot lines Shalon's involved in and not like, you know, love triangles. I'm excited about like, her relationship, like but not the love triangles. of her. I want to see what someone with her trauma and mental illness looks like in a healthy relationship, because I think it is possible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like kind of when I was reading Oathbringer, I was like, she's not ready to be with another person at all. I think that's a and reasonable then, thing to say. Yeah, you know, and like by the end of it, like it's like, well, if if marriage is on the table for her then i want to see what this looks like when it works you know it's sort of like i think everyone's expecting it to fall apart in some in some way i don't want to see that happen i want to see what it would take what what kind of healing what kind of conversations probably this might have happened like in that first year of of flashbacks but just like what does it look like for this to work i i agree but i'm not necessarily opposed to shalon and adolin at some point like something happening to either of them and growing apart and them breaking up i just wouldn't want kaladin to be that person that breaks them up i'm fine if like something leads to them breaking up because also sure. arranged marriage failing also great. We also want to see that in the Cosmere, right? Or uh, even a marriage continuing with struggle. Like a lot of time in fiction in general, marriage is treated well. Like in the the traditional romance structure, marriage is like the resolution. Oh yeah, after we're done, Ma- matrimony, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so having a young couple with issues who are married with a lot of stuff going on in the background. I think could be really compelling. And so whether or not it works out, if it does work out, just showing people struggling in a marriage, but making it work potentially, I think would be really cool. I think that's very um, Because we haven't seen a lot of that. And like, we had that a bit with Vinny Land, but they were so focused on like, we're saving the world. We they didn't really... power couple for me. And they were pretty yeah, power couple Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty Which solid. Great. So. Really fun, but yeah. Here Vegas, yeah, we so just kind of moved past that. Fun to do something new, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to see, because this love triangle also was a bit of a repeat of Vinyl and Zane. Oh, you know, my like other favorite Zane, plot line. <laughs> Zane was like a getaway, you know, Vin's escape route, just like Kaladin was kind of Shallan's potential escape route. And... Another so love I triangle hope, that I don't think was necessary at all. <laughs> I hope we don't. Uh, I, I want to see new ground covered, and I think Brandon is interested in that. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. And there, there's anyway, again with the ghost blood, probably... there's a lot of interesting Shalon plots. Uh, there's there's um, a lot of room in between divorced and happily married in total ecstasy with nothing going there's a lot of room yeah. in between. These. I don't think it'll be. Yeah, yeah I, I think there'll be a lot of conflict and the. I want to see that evolve. Uh, question, if we can move on from the, the romance sure. uh, aspect. Question about Shalon. Do we think, because there's been a year, mm-hmm. um, do we think she'll have moved up in the hierarchy of the Ghostbloods? Because she's that kind of like a member. Do you um, think she'll have succeeded after a year of finding Sha Anat? No, but other ghost bloody things could have happened off screen. Here's somewhat of my thought of like, if I were plotting this out, how I might do it. I think this is maybe some like figuring out Janat is something that needs to be done. But Shalon has maybe been digging her heels because she doesn't want to do it for the ghost bloods. And I think we may see as the book starts like an escalation of... Like, okay, you've had a year, you have not made progress, you're intentionally sabotaging. Now there's maybe like a threat on the table. We'll kill a brother or, or something. I don't know. Yeah. Something something changes that like pushes that plot line forward again after it has maybe stagnated through the year we didn't see. That's probably what I would end up doing with it. That seems if I were sensible. Going to, going to do stuff. I just feel like a year is a long time. I if it I, if it turns out things have progressed more, I would I would find that a little bit more believable. I would want Shalon to do something because I was really frustrated in Oathbringer with Shalon and Yasna in part two. I'm like, oh my god, Shalon, you are being insufferable. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, like legit insufferable. Uh, and I like, like Shalon. I don't want but... this to I don't want her connection to the ghost bloods to be a secret anymore. I'm just like, I'm kind of I don't mm. like I don't enjoy this plot line at all. I like want the, the... I want that to come out and then like conflict with her and Yasna to happen. That'd be sweet. I'm just okay, like yeah. I would I like get get someone else involved in the ghost blood plotline, but it, like I actually I don't enjoy like that. Oh, this is a big secret that Shalon has to play both sides. I actually really hate it. Um, it's it's really stressful. <laughs> I feel like um, you, yeah, you 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 do just not like Shalon and her plotline. <laughs> I actually I actually don't like the ghost blood plotline. Um, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Yeah, that's wild. totally fair. That's my favorite. <laughs> no, I, I agree though. I don't like the breakdown in communication between Yasna and Shalon. Like yeah. I do think yeah. that's a good point. I think that should be resolved or addressed in the next book in some way because like like, it's always a function of her of her like degrading of mental health like it's always it's always that's always what it's about for shalon i cannot stand her like her secrets is always like where she is on being honest with people this is like the entire point of oathbringer i just can't well that has to be next then right dealing with that is the exact thing like we have an event that maybe escalates the 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 push from the ghost bloods 
and maybe that sends her to go talk to Yasna. Like, okay, things are happening and I, I can't handle this one. I would not mind seeing the ghost bloods become more of a threatening presence to Shalon specifically. Yeah. Because all of Marisa's interactions with Shalon so far have been very friendly and we're just on the same side. We're going to give you information and you're a treasured member. And I would, I kind of want to, like, even though Shalon is not on board with that at all, I kind of want to see what happens when Marisa is forced to be a little bit more, you know, threatening or hard-handed to get her they to cooperate. tried to kill Yasna and there was a lot of subterfuge between Yasna's... Yeah and the ghost bloods we haven't seen that from shallan's perspective that'll be really cool if we do yeah yeah and we I still just, don't know 100 percent why the ghosts wanted yasna dead do we well yasna she killed, killed some members. members yeah yeah we know but you know we the there's yeah, stuff the there, background yeah. of that conflict i think is still unclear yasna keeping secrets no way that's never happened yeah (laughs) yeah i'm just like um shalon is like like her like the thing is like she's not willing to admit she's in over her head i i don't mind her and yasna disagreeing about how to deal with the ghost bloods but like for them to be like you know on opposing sides of it i i think I would be a little bit bored by that. And I would just like, it would be, I would kind of see that more of as, as a distraction. I would be like, we both want to deal with the ghost blood somehow. Um, is there a way that we can work through them? Do we even know if the ghost blood's goals are opposed to ours? Or, you know, like, I, I just want more of it to come into the light. Um, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I, it's more frustrating than anything. It's just, it's like how much of this is like shrouded in secrecy. Like that's in a non-enjoyable way for me. Um, yeah. It's like, it's not intriguing. It's just kind of frustrating. I like, yeah, let's have a little I, bit more to chew on. If, if there is something to chew on here. I think I'm definitely leaning more to the persuasion of, you know, I think the, the obvious dramatic reveal would be like, Yasna finds out some, somehow and she's super mad at Shalon for keeping a secret. No. And I think I would prefer to have more of the situation where Shalon realizes she's in over her head and has to eat crow and go tell Yasna and confess yeah. it That'd be willingly that she needs help. And I think that would help more with, like we've said, a lot of Shalon's development and growth in terms of trusting people. I would just so be Shallan surprised if it took Yasna. a year to get there. That, that That's my thing. It's sort of like, I feel like a year is a long time to stretch that part of it out. Yeah. Like I, I would like, I, I would expect that to be covered sooner than a year, but maybe I'll be, maybe, maybe it'll be different. Yeah, maybe he, as long as Brandon I, makes me believe it and. I I have been very pleased with Brandon not choosing the obvious drama answer in a lot of cases. Like, um, there's one in Oathbringer where Shalon finds out that Kaladin's the one who killed Helleron. And it was just like in a conversation with Adolin and it wasn't a huge deal and she didn't lose her mind and fly off the handle and hate Kaladin. She went a little dissociative. She buried it. But she did the the Shalon play. Yeah, it was more of a like, okay, this character now knows this big secret we've all been waiting for, and it didn't have to be a huge production that derailed the plot. Yeah. Um, I think Brandon is very good at not... Yeah, not I do like it. He doesn't like drama for all the, the sake of drama, you know? He, he's like generally that. pretty... There's a lot of, like... It's always frustrating when a problem in a novel seems artificial because it could be easily solved with simple communication. Yeah. And Brandon right. usually right. avoids that. The the Yasna Shalon got a little bit 
that in Oathbringer, I felt. I was like, just talk to each other. But like, <laughs> Shalon did have like character reasons for not. Um, but I think that's the closest he's gotten to leaning into that trope. Usually he's pretty good at making the conflicts more meaningful and more uh, authentic, less constructed. So we're yeah. definitely thinking Shalon and Calden are pretty big deals in this book. Yeah. I can't see it going any other way. It was probably a bigger focus on Venli than there has been. Yeah, we I haven't talked s- about Venli at all. So that must mean Dalinar is much less involved. Taking right? a, take a that step makes, back. That makes sense to me because I kind of see him potentially being big in book mm-hmm. five. Brandon has said this. Yeah, so Dalinar is probably like that part three plot uh, mm-hmm. who's just in two parts or something. Uh, yeah. yeah, I could see that. Like, kind of like a not even like a background role, but you can tell something's maybe being set up for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, like I, I almost like want to, I want to say the word like foundational. It's sort of like there's something important going on in the background, but it's really not important enough to be a, the plot. Do we have any of. Dalinar predictions, hopes with him? I do. I mentioned at the start, uh, Dalinar writing his book. Yeah, yeah. I am very curious what Adolin and Renarin's reactions would be to finding out that Dalinar killed Evie, because presumably he is going to tell the truth of all of that in Oathbringer. And I mean, Renarin at least couldn't, can't even read it for himself. And Adolin? Adolin, Adolin would probably have somebody read, read it to him. But speaking of that, mm-hmm. we just kind of totally glossed over the whole adolin murdering sadia's <laughs> thing and we we just talked about adolin via shalon and yeah. like there, yeah. there's there's stuff going on with adolin that i would definitely want to be explored like what's up with his shard blade and is he gonna reawaken that is he gonna get punished for killing sadeus and things is he gonna succeed Dalinar as high prince are we gonna see you know, High Prince Renarin instead because oh God, Adolin no. is pushed out. Well, because I can't, I don't think Adolin would be pushed out if Dalinar isn't also because one of the, because it's not just his own family that's going to see it. Now the world is going to see Dalinar, you know, like, like these are maybe possibly even state secrets, like things that he's done, things that uh, the other people sure. didn't know that he's like, sure, he's like the warlord and stuff, but it's it's different to say like yeah we're we're good at war and that's just what we did and da 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 mm-hmm. and it's a whole other thing to say what I did was what I did was wrong um, and you know like the he he's he's put himself in a position of like asking for forgiveness you know um, he you know like he's not just saying like he's not coming from like like the the point of view of the state and they're saying well our kingdom is going to do what we're going to do and you have to deal with it because that's what they've done up until now. This is a very vulnerable uh, thing, you know, like, and it started to happen at the end when Dalinar was, was trying to reach out from a position of like, not, not just telling people what to do. He was trying to reach out as equals asking for their help, asking the other kingdoms for help. I, I just think like he's, he's put himself in a personal position, if not a, if not a political position of, letting other people judge him yeah and i think like and i think that's kind of an interesting part with with him and seth like i was sort of i sort of touched on before like the difference between their positions um they've both killed so many people you know um why and if if delinar is has put himself in this position of trying to explain himself and admitting what he did was wrong why 
why would he still be in a major position? Like it's kind of hypocritical to to punish people who are below him, like Seth and Adolin, but to keep himself as like the head of the Radiance. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. I think I think there's gonna I think there's room to talk about. Maybe it's not gonna be a focus in this book, but at least uh, to talk about like, um, do we punish the people who have done things wrong just because we need them now? Is the fact that we need them now like um, does that does that actually absolve them? from that, you know like is question it, with Zeth is it is it worth Adeline. keeping these monsters you know like these people who have done monstrous things in the past just because mm-hmm. just because they're so good at what they do now just because um they're radiance and i think that's like a good question for um for how seth and edelin might be dealt with um is because what what they do with delinar i think might answer give the guide for the lesser because Adolin and Seth technically did less less bad things Dalinar's the the height of monstrosity does that make sense uh yeah 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 uh it, so it's, it's, like it's hard if, to rate monstrosity right it's a it's a tricky scale but yeah 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 it's, yeah like and seth bad. has done the same thing as dalinar is like he's admitted it he, he he never made any pretensions that what he did was justifiable he never tried no, to No, the opposite yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I, I kind of want to bring up, so I, part of what I am currently studying in grad school is sort of like a peace, fil- peace building and conflict resolution sort of mm-hmm. concentration. Mm-hmm. And there's a concept used in peace building cir- circles called transformative justice, yeah, mm-hmm. which is usually used in situations like a genocide or a mass atrocity. But the basic idea behind it is there's there's not going to be a way to get like um, retributive justice. You can't just throw everybody who's guilty in jail. You can't like, there's, there's too much. The, the enormity of what has happened is too great. We're going to need to find another way to move forward. That's maybe not punitive. You're maybe not going to even be able to punish the people who have done these terrible things, but in the interest of like society healing and moving forward, we're going to have to find another solution that is going to be satisfactory to the victims while also, you know, not just making things worse. And I think there's maybe something to be said for a similar sort of situation being here. I mean, it wasn't really a mass atrocity, but well, the the idea like the normal system of getting justice may have to be set aside for you know, pursuing the greater good and trying to find an alternate method of healing things that have to happened be explored. Because this idea of transformative justice is also like kind of connected to that whole recreance thing and the humans yeah. invading. Like that's yeah. it's kind of a thing, and you can't you yeah. can't just put all the humans in jail, right? Like you, uh, you know, absolutely it's just not practical. No. And I think Brandon is asking those hard questions, and also in a book where one of the main underlying dualities with the shards is odium and honor, right? Mm-hmm. How do you, like, they're struggling with balancing this hatred with also what is the honorable thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. So I think both of those concepts play into that, what you're talking about with transformative like justice. That's really yeah. interesting. 
God, I, mean, I have no I idea how I even. I just think if they go. if they do something worse to Seth and say your thing was worse than Dalinar's, I'm not going to believe it. Like yeah. maybe the people in world will be will say those things, but like if the narrative justifies that, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I think like I think Brandon went so hard on like what what Dalinar did in Oathbringer for for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. It's sort of like this is I and I and I think it's actually pretty meaningful that Seth ended up following Dalinar. Mm-hmm. I you know like I would be I would enjoy it if like they were like the tertiary like the two of them. Yeah. Sorting out like this this discussion of like we're we're bad there's no doubt about that we, like we probably you know we're in a position where what we've done we could be you know just executed for that's our crimes, like but- Dalinar you're great and Dalinar's like I'm not great. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you kidding me? So having this thought that the whole idea of more of the like transformative justice mindset would be most at odds with the skybreaker philosophy. Yes. Which Zeth as a skybreaker is probably the one who would most believe that he should be, you know, punished to the fullest extent of the law. Oh, that's probably and, a really good point, right? Yeah. He would want to be in prison, right? Right. Or, you know, how many nations feel like they need to execute him for killing their monarch? Like how many people have a claim to that? And I think there is definitely a lot that he would be uncomfortable with if he were to be, you know, spared or given some kind of other sort of, you know, penance to do. Uh, Especially because he now has this whole thought that like, because he wasn't truthless, then he can't even blame his master for being ordered to do all of those things. Like it doesn't matter. He wasn't truthless. Therefore all of the crimes are completely his own. Which is fascinating. I love Skybreakers, man. I love them so much. I got my Skybreaker necklace on right now. Speaking of Skybreakers, if we're getting Venly stuff, we haven't even talked about Mm -hmm. what her arc could be. I presumably she goes to Urethiru at some point. Killer prediction. I know. Uh, But, uh, You know, Nail and all the other Skybreakers presumably like joined Odium's forces. Are we gonna like see them? Are we gonna see Vire and Moash stuff? Like that? There's there's so much Odium stuff that's probably this massive dimension to this book that we're just not even talking about. I just have a lot of issues with the current Skybreakers, and I think that's I think they have a really incomplete view of justice. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I I think a lot of people would agree that it's like their view of justice is not quite right. I think they could do a lot better. I'm like, let me join the Skybreakers. I could I could do a good job. (laughs) I'm just I the Skybreakers fascinate me because I do think they are at a point where they are very warped and corrupted under Nail's leadership. And I think part of the problem is that the Skybreaker philosophy makes them extremely susceptible to that sort of like corruption through leadership. Authoritarianism. Um, Yeah. Because I mean, you know, like Nail is this holy figure in their, in most of their religions. Like most of them swear to him, right? (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to question that he's crazy and doesn't know what he's talking about. Like he's a hero who saved the world thousands of times. Of course he knows what he's doing. Uh, Who am I to question the authority of this dude? Yeah. Yeah. What is, there's so many plot lines. I have no idea how this is going to weave together. Like we've talked about a lot of things. None of this is the main plot. At all, at all, like yeah. remotely, like the, could the Skybreakers be involved a bunch? Yeah, that's totally possible. Will they? I don't know. 
I am super interested in seeing like maybe an interlude chapter from Nail working with Whoa. the people who tortured him for millennia. That is an awesome idea. I, I want this so bad. Yeah. I mean, that because he is. They, these people tortured him f- forever. Um, and now he's on their side, like working. I totally want to see something that oh and my god what that's, that's so good. like and what he is like are they gonna still be like taunting him and hatred hateful toward him even while he's working for the, it like, just seems like it's, it's such a dynamic nail joining odium side is just the worst idea ever so like i want to see what that means i love it yeah i want to see new skybreakers who are yeah. i want to see yeah not connected Seth. with nail I want to see some high because like it, it's all dependent on the high sprint and like they have a really rigid like a way of even recruiting. Like yeah. I think like it, it seems like high sprint only agree if it starts with like a person. Um, so I guess Seth will have to be that person. I would love to see a, like like a, a schism. Let's see a schism of like new new Skybreaker order. A lot of this um, might be book five, given that that's Seth's book, right? Uh, yeah, and a lot yeah, more I, Seth I would, and be, I would love to see. Let's go recruit in the Shinlands. Let's do it. Um, because oh, yeah. I think that they talked about the like the way it's currently happening is like the high sprint themselves are deferent to nail. Yeah. In terms which of is like weird. He chooses who the new skybreakers are and they follow his <sighs> his word. Which is like Wait. every the whole problem is nail from the top down. Well, and that's the the whole skybreaker thing though, right? Is because they accept they Leadership. give up personal accountability by accepting the law absolutely, right? And it kind of almost ties in with that whole give me your pain thing that Absol- Odium does, absolutely. Right? Like, because yeah. they, you know, a skybreaker does not have to feel personally accountable for anything as long as they are following the law, right? Because, yeah. which it also, I think Nail talked about a bit with Seth in Oathbringer, where that distinction between some of the higher oaths is when you, you know, you respect the law to a point, but then you do flip it and then take it on yourself. I have um, a crazy idea for you guys about the Skybreakers. Okay, go for it. I love this crazy Skybreaker idea. All right. You're Alex, I think you're really gonna dig this. So you know Jeanot corrupting Spren. I break your necklace on right now. I'm representing Jeanot corrupting Spren. What if they start corrupting high spren and then the skybreakers who left will all be like like using voidish stuff and like we'll see like the skybreakers but then it will really be oh you gave odium your pain and so like you're evil now or something or on their (laughs) side like i could i could see that thematically happening though right i would be interested alternative i love the concept of the sky yes continue i was gonna say if Jeanat is managed to be recruited to the good guy's side, I wonder if there could be the potential to like have her corrupt the bonded high spren as a way of like disabling the skybreakers <laughs> of like your spren. Oh, yeah, I, I guess if, like, if there's a whole rogue radiant, do we think? Yeah. See, this just makes me want to see more of high spren. And maybe that yeah. won't be until book five. I want to see Beth's high sprint. I do too. Like, I don't know if we'll see that though, but 
I want to I want to see more radiance. I think in general, like different examples, because like we've seen some more windrunners and stuff. But like, I'd love to see. We've gotten some progress, but what a light weaver who's not Shalon looks like, right? Because yeah. yeah. Shalon is yeah. she's a very she's special case. Yes, a very special. I'm so excited for Dustbringers, and I really hope we don't have to wait for the back five. But I love the Dustbringers so much, and I yeah. really want to see. I really want to see more. Like I want to see the variety of Dustbringers. I think Brandon has said have... we will see another Dustbringer. That's a word, yeah. Brandon. That he you said. and I have latched onto the two like bad orders as like hey, no, me the too so me too i'm on team dustbringer okay <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. just like and i love the concept of the skybreakers i just think what they ended up being right now is not good i'm just like yeah. no that this is a bad way to in, to do justice this so is bad justice do justice if we want to see a high spren yes. or spren things there was this whole shadesmar arc in book three do we think we're gonna get a shade uh, more Shadesmar, less Shadesmar, book four, go. I think like we're going to get some. More than book three? Mm. No. I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I don't know. More than book three, but I think we'll get some. Yeah. I, I think some, some but less. Some um, but less, okay. Yeah. Some but less, yeah. Mm. Um, especially if there are some Yasna viewpoints, I could see us potentially getting, Yeah. I also think it's going to be touched on on whoever goes to the Horn Eater Peaks. If they go, if there is a plot line that goes to the Horn Eater Peaks, I think. And if there's a perpendicularity there, like, there's also which, like Venli's a will shaper, and one of her surges is transportation. That's true. So you know, oh yeah, just, you know, she's got to get found out because that's her like little plot line is like living in occupied territory like a spy, and nobody knows, yeah, like what she's doing. And I think like one of the big plot points has to be like someone her being found out. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see Venli as like double agent for a do, while. Do you think Venli is going to find the listeners who escaped at the end of Words of Radiance? That's going to be a thing of hers because there, be. there's a few who left uh, that we haven't seen oh. about. There's Relaine stuff, Relaine and Venli. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of singer yeah. stuff That's here. What I was just going to say I really want to see Relaine, a Relaine Venli interaction. There's so um, much Venli stuff. I imagine. Yeah. We'll learn more about the fused. Whoa. Um, yeah. Probably. Uh, real on the also real quick on the shades, Marno. Before we totally yeah, yeah, leave, yeah. Uh, not to go back to Shalon, but she has been neglecting soul casting training for quite. You know a that's while. totally freaking true, and though. And I we need to see that. That's something that Yasna said they would probably be like. We may yeah. see a Shalon that's, you know, basically competent with. Uh, Soul casting by the time we we pop back in. Maybe and, we get to the boring parts of that. And one thing we learned in Oathbringer, holy cow, soul casting. Like Yasna <laughs> in that cow. battle. She has a sharp mind and she is ruthless. I love it. And I also <laughs> love how soul casting, you really explore kind of what Spren are. It's one of the, the magics that really gets it, you know, like even talking about, oh, if you're converting air, you need to be firm. But if you're doing this other thing, you need to be, you know, like. Mm-hmm. casting so as, complicated. Ascribing personality and kind of like how you, so like, you know, even seeing like Shalon, like maybe she'll be struggle with some things because of her personality. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Totally right with soulcasting. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Let's hear it. What if Shalon, in order 
channel some of her personality things into soul casting. That. Like Vale is better at soul casting certain things than Shalon is. And stuff. <laughs> you know? Like, no. Yeah, you know, because like Yasna's viewpoints did show that you know, you need to treat different things differently when you're soul casting them and Shalon conveniently has these different personalities that are good at different things. It's true though. Um, We've talked so much about soul casting, but so little soul casting has been like in viewpoint. Like we got to see more of that, right? More Shalon stuff to do. I want to see the logic. I want to see like Yasna's like little logic chopping. She's kind of like, okay, you know, just like the, the point A to B, like how does she get from this one what's what's the thought process behind how she knows what'll work let's give us some data epigraphs are just all soul casting notes (laughs) just like a soul casting (laughs) textbook easy Uh, i'd be into that no it would be a fun epigraph text actually maybe not in this book but Mm -hmm. if yasna made like basically soul casting course notes for shalon and if some of the like excerpts different material i mean i imagine but that is what the radiance would be doing and getting ready yeah. right and training yeah. yeah right so like if yasna had some like okay keep this in mind and she could even have some like dig or like things that shalon like oh i know you're gonna struggle with this but yeah. <laughs> that'd be hilarious actually yeah. i would i would be into that i yeah. have this is a little bit changing the subject but i just had a thought of a quote unquote character at the end of oathbringer that we didn't touch on. Uh-huh. Uh, Nightblood was still with <laughs> Zeth, wasn't he? Oh yes. Does that yep. mean he's going to be in Erythru where Vasher is? Are yeah, that, that is true because like th- there's Nightblood stuff, Vasher stuff, and I don't know if we'll see Vivenna in this Vivenna book because Vivenna kind of left. Uh, but did. wouldn't but that be crazy? Well, However, that's true. That's true. If Seth does indeed start the book in prison and has potentially been in prison for a year or, you know, for a better part of a year, presumably he does not have weapons in his cell with him, particularly a weapon that can cut through anything. Um, And corrupt people around it to use it. Yeah, so where... If you lost an honor blade, where do you put Nightblood? That's not good. You know, you know oh, who what? probably has Nightblood and is carrying Nightblood around? Dalinar? Lift. No, it's probably Lyft. Lyft. Because Nightblood knows Lyft and likes her. Oh, and, and we haven't, we haven't talked about Lyft. No, we haven't. This, this is a good segue because we haven't talked about Lyft no, yet. No, we haven't. Lyft is a force of chaos in the universe. And so is Nightblood, so great. I, I don't think there's any way... I've been struggling to kind of predict, like, what predictions could I even have for Lyft? Because she might be with the group. <laughs> she came out of left field. I she didn't came out of left, anything that came she out did of in Lyft field. And it's been, a, it's been a year. Like, I would have trouble predicting what was going on with Lyft if we started off right where we <laughs> left off. I'm like, she could be there. Maybe she's already gone. It's been a year. Who, Who knows what Lyft knows? has gotten up to? But I am definitely on the Lyft has night blood train now. Okay. Um, I don't know if I'm comfortable with any of this with night blood and anything, but I guess we're getting more night blood. That plot line has to be progressed. Yeah. How do you make this all in a coherent book? Because there is oh, no. so many things. I just to like do. we've been talking for so long. There's so many plot lines we haven't even talked about. 
Yeah, I'm like, we barely talked about Venley. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, barely the, the talked main about character of the book. book. Yeah. Boy. Yeah. Her flashback. We, we do need some, I always thought Seth, but maybe now Lyft is the person, but we do need someone dual wielding Nightblood and a Shardblade. <laughs> great. Great. The, the Shardblade great. might come off worse. The spread might be too afraid of Nightblood. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I. If I was a but spread, I'm not manifested anywhere near that. But if, but if it's Windle, can't you imagine Lyft just being like, "Come on, Windle, <sighs> fuck up, like <laughs> Nightblood's cool." It's like, no, <laughs> no, mistress, <laughs> he is definitely not. Well, doesn't Windle have a thing where Windle doesn't like to be weapons anyway? So <laughs> she, she could like have Windle, Windle as a shield oh. and Nightblood as a. It'd be super cool. Oh this does not sound cute. good. Look, everything with Nightblood. Nightblood is here in Stormlight Archive for a plot important reason. This is the reason why Nightblood exists. He is on Roshar to do something. Something. And like, he's there to destroy evil. Yeah, like, is he just gonna like stab Odium? Odium. Just like, yeah, Odium's dead. And then Nightblood's Odium. Easy. It just absorbs all that. Great. What does Vivenna's sword do? We know it's weird and shard-like. Well, apparently, due to a wab we got from Starsight release, apparently if you, uh, like, had Nightblood and Vivenna's blades clash, that would be very bad. Very mm. bad things would happen. So, you know. Wow, that's interesting. Like, really bad. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, uh. what's, what's Vivenna doing? What's going on there? What about... What about Talon and Ash? <laughs> Will we yeah. get to see Vivenna and Vasher have a little tighty tight, you know, on screen? I will. I want to see. I, I want to really see them meet. I want to see them read. I'm I, thinking I, that might be more of a book five thing. It's just so. Weird. It feels like more of like a big moment. Of what like does Vasher this have to do with reunite? anything? But it has <laughs> to have something to do with something, and I just don't know what it's gonna be. But yeah, yeah Vasher's totally like, gonna be in a race. For some right? reason, the yeah. Warbreaker characters are important to this plot. Yes, and I'm just like, what? How? Wow. I don't know. I have no Night idea. Nightblood eats the ghost bloods. That's yeah, 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 yeah. Because it has blood in the name. Easy. I think we are going to get to know another Herald up close and personal mm, in this yeah. book at some point. Oh, um, that's a new one. That's what I want to say. I remember. Yeah. I feel like uh, Ishi is probably, I can't remember. Ishar, Ishar? is yeah. probably good. Oh, contender. you know the god king of Tukar who's a crazy freaking Herald who owns a country oh. that's very close to Urithiru? Yeah, that could probably have something to do with Especially something. Especially after a year time jump, like what if we start and they are like fighting with... Ishar's forces in that is a totally legitimate thing that could be happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wouldn't mind hearing from one of the quieter heralds as well. One of the ones that we don't really know as much about what they're up to and what they're doing. Do we think the fuse are going to try and murder the rest of the heralds? Yes, I don't see why they would have done just yet, Jezrian. Yeah, I think there's something. I think I think they're trying to cross them all off the list. One one thing that I remembered is Brandon said that the epilogue is really good. He's been looking forward to writing this epilogue for a really long time. And there were things in the ending of what he wrote on his New Year's scene? things or... where he's just like, I've been thinking about some of these scenes since 2001. No. So it's like, like the epilogue, be... that's, that's the Hoyd scene, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I like Hoyt's. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, by the way, so, Hoyd's a light weaver now. So, you know, we might get another light weaver involved at Urethiru. Just, you know, no one particularly special. Just, you know, Hoyd. I know he's not the focus, but I really want to see. He, you know, they, they can't pin him down, but I'd love to have people be more aware. Of like, oh, you're something. Also, you're like, something. yeah, then Yasna could I- interact with Hoyd or something. That's Inner something Ethereum. we haven't gotten a whole book. The ending of Words of Radiance, Hoyd was just waiting where Yasna came out oh, of yeah. we Shadesmar. See that on Shadesmar road trip. And they <laughs> never, like, that's never come up again. So, oh, I guess she's like, say Hoyd, that Hoyd, Hoyd told, told me stuff. Yeah. 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 But no, then yeah. it was like, but what were they like? What was their, what was their banter like? You know, well, that's what, what I does, want. What does she know or suspect about him now? Right, oh. like because we've never gotten her reaction but to like, like, oh, she definitely has school. to know that he's immortal now because she definitely tried to kill him at some point on the trip. Because <laughs> he yeah, was yeah. so annoying. <laughs> like, I could totally see one on one of the live streams. Brandon was talking about uh, why Hoyd is more important than Stormlight, and that's just because Hoyd wants to be a radiant, and so that obviously intersects with the main characters a lot more, right? So yeah. I think yeah. it's totally possible. I mean, Hoyd was in Kulinar last, so maybe he's doing stuff there, but it's t- also totally fair for him to get over to Urethiru and, you know, like, hey, let's, let's train as a lightweaver. I'm just, you know, another lightweaver. Uh, I think it's possible he was out of Kulinar like minutes after the, the epilogue of Oathbringer. Well, like, that's, he was, well, yeah. Yeah. What if was, Hoyd comes up in Venley's viewpoints. That's that's a thing that could happen. Ooh, I like that. Who do we yeah. think is going to be the interlude through character? Oh. In, ooh, interlude through character. Um, so who, um, who who has it been previously? Let's just... Zeth, remind. Ashenai, Venley. Who's right. in every interlude. Risen, possibly. If Risen is happened. only oh, going to no, be in a single interlude. Being in its own novella. Brandon yeah. has said Risen is not going to be beyond interludes and will okay. maybe just have a novella. That's all he's said. What if it was someone like Yasna, who I think might I not get insane. a lot of focus? Pretty cool. But like and Yasna's doing something else. I could, since she's queen, queen I could see Yasna being a bit cut off from some of the other characters depending on where everyone is at um I'd buy it yep yeah um, good i don't even know maybe lift lift could be a good one lift yeah that's true lift could be yeah because lift could be somewhere completely different having adventures stabbing people with night blood why, why not <laughs> gosh <laughs> or, what could possibly go wrong other that? characters who have shown up in interludes before who could ascend to the through line Mm-hmm. Azure or Vasher. Oh my god, that's so true though. I was yeah. I was just thinking that. So yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's crazy. Yeah, I wouldn't mind like an Ash through line of of stuff. Like uh, if Ash she and Tom are, are off on their own doing stuff, like doing I don't know Tom's how much we're gonna Tom's get of Harold stuff in front of five rather than back one. five. Like I just don't know. But why well, did I mean, the Ashen like, Town need to be in book three? I don't know. I have well, no idea. Well, I mean, like, we could say that about any of the back five. Like, we well, maybe yeah, we right. shouldn't get any Yasna or Renarin stuff because well, that, they're true. 
yeah. but like Brandon's always like, we'll get into Harold stuff in the back five. Like Harold stuff in particular. He's like, we are going to get Harold flashbacks and you're gonna yeah. like learn I think a lot. He's talking so. specifically about the flashbacks That's and the true. lore in terms of what they're like yeah. currently doing. I, I think we will get updates with Ash it's, and Town. It's, it's true. I'm sure um, they matter to the resolution of book five. Well, and we need to see more of what the fallout is, I think, of Jezrian's passing because yeah. we got them oh, like yeah. their instant reaction to it we could definitely Maybe. get an interlude of like someone waking up from that like ash waking yeah. up after that and trying to figure out what the hell's happening maybe yeah. that's what ash and Talon are doing is like trying to go talk to the other heralds like hey jezrin's dead dead not oath packed dead like gone like i'm sure they watch, all felt it back. Something's ha- like you probably like felt go it. to ishar and maybe we see ishar in person in a, in yeah. a interlude or something oh yeah we go cool. oh this yeah. is so cool guys also i know we're all off the rails as <laughs> heralds so but nails rails. super off the rails so um watch out for him he's working with the bad guys now we could totally get a nail uh interlude where he's again being tortured by accused and stuff need a nail interlude so badly every interlude except rissen is all just heralds and what they're doing that'd be insane (laughs) i I would love a warbreaker person interlude that'd be so good i will say uh consolation prize uh-huh. raise through line whoa that's, that's a choice yeah i would worry that one i don't think we're supposed to know a lot about what raise is actually doing he's supposed yeah. to be mysterious even the interludes that are about him are not his viewpoint mm-hmm. um yeah with they're like one. the wash yeah. woman coming to do his laundry yep. um and I also would worry that it would relegate the Ghost Bloods Jaanat plotline a little too much to only have it in interludes. I'd rather have that be a little more in the main the main section. Oh, guys, I, I totally forgot about my main prediction. Oh, mm-hmm. Ba Edo Mishram. <laughs> ba Edo Mishram main <laughs> plot. I don't know yet. what she's doing the fuse freer or something i don't know but she's awesome and that's all you need to know that's that's what that's what the book's about probably not in this book but i will keep predicting it until it's true yeah Uh, more unmade you know like because we got uh kind of what four or five Five. kind of got some focus in oathbringer Mm mm-hmm so we don't know, you know anything gonna... about the dust mother we don't know anything about Diagon arthas uh pyramishram uh there, there's a lot Ooh. unmade still out I, off I, the wall theory hesse the myth walker mythica, mythica. mythica author <laughs> becomes a radiant shows up at the tower Ta-da. um <laughs> i i kind of think if there's going to be more unmade stuff, Brandon's going to focus on the ones he's already introduced. Just he introduced a lot of unmade. He introduced a lot, and I think he did that for a reason. So I think the ones he hasn't yet, it would be a lot to like be like, like instead of being like, oh, here's four more that you know nothing about. Let's work with mm-hmm. a learning curve here and examine like the Midnight Mother. Yeah, yeah, and Rishafir comes back. Possibly, and that's totally. I, I, you're, maybe, you're right. There's, there's no way we're gonna get maybe too Shalon, many more unmade. Mm-hmm. Maybe with the Shalon and Renarin plotline, it's a like kind of unmade focused one where they're hunting Shalon and Rishafir. There, like, if you give me a fill in the blanks worksheet and I can put Pa to Misham, I will. 
Bottomitro, well, in case is- you forgot, uh, connected with all the singers, and uh, when was imprisoned, lobotomized all the singers. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah, well, and also, like, Ashert Marn is still in Kulinar, probably? Right? Well, they, they could okay. move, right? Like, they can yeah. move. Moloch moved and to then the Horn Eater Peaks. So. Yelignar, like, because... The crap, Amaran died. So what happens to Yelignar when like the host oh dies? It's it's these these are good questions. Still but just like sitting in the crystal inside of Amaran or something. I'm just thinking about like wow, so much was introduced and dealt with in Oathbringer. This yeah, is so like, much. In so Oathbringer was a really steep learning curve. Like that, that's like foreshadowing for a lot of stuff later, right? Like yeah. you know, we're we're mm-hmm. like seeing glimpses that will become important later. I think you're right. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna see new unmade like Diagonarthus implying stuff with Amia. That is not in front five. That's that's gonna be yeah. back five, really. Yeah. Well, to be honest. And speaking speaking of Amia, um, one uh-huh. thing we haven't talked about. So in fantasy, you know, the world is always also a character. So. Like, we have a lot of ground to cover on this map of Roshar. What locations do we predict or think are going to be relevant in that this really, book? That definitely just depends on uh, where you think the arcs are going, to be yeah. honest. Yep. Like, I want to say Horn Eater Peaks. Yeah. yeah. I want to say Herdaz, even just a little. If there's the Herdazi in general, I think not Shinovar. Shinovar is good book five. No, like for sure. Right. Shinovar, I, I yeah. think Shinovar. I think we're gonna stay on uh eastern Roshar. Yeah. Like I don't think we're gonna get too far west. Um But we have well, I mean Azir's west though. We could totally go to Azir yeah. anytime. Yeah. Like and that, that's like west but I don't think we're if, gonna get to Erie. I don't think we'll but go if to you, Erie. If, you, if you're looking at kind of main regions Azir is like west, but it's like central Roshar, I feel. Southwest. Like it's like yeah. it's it yeah. kind of gets lumped in with Emil, Emil and Tukar and Marat, right? Mm-hmm. Um so uh, yeah, I could um, see some stuff in central Roshar. Um, but I agree, I think Western Roshar is gonna be relegated to interludes, interludes yeah. until back five. I would not mind seeing more of a plot that takes place in Azir. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it is one of the nations that has been way more fleshed out than, yeah. you know, some of the other remote places on the map. We have several characters that are affiliated with Azir. It's we've a had big part of the coalition few. that isn't yeah. covered. Like, that's a big I, deal. That's the territory yeah, we have. I would, I, would, I would not mind seeing something being focused on Azir, because I think that would be a really good break from, like, Everything is a lethy. Everything's Vorin all the time. Although with the Vorin thing, um, a country that is pretty significant that we haven't actually seen a lot of is Yakaved. Yakaved. Yep. Like for how like mm-hmm. you know Shalon's from there, it's like the other Vorin kingdom. How that Teravangian Ke- plot will that Teravangian plot? That's a big. Like, deal. We haven't we haven't seen a huge amount of that that country um so mm-hmm. how do you think, think the Terravangian stuff's gonna play out oh my god so what at the end odium says you're joining me Terravangian, and we need that honor blade you have right and and Terravangian totally asks them to spare carbronth yeah. right yeah and that's the so honor blade like, that they give moash yeah yeah so mm. 
Oh, yeah. that's the that's Jezrean song. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, it took me a second. Malata to Teravangian to Kate. Okay. Yeah, I'm back. What a lot of things happening of the plot. Uh, I think Teravangian is. Um, selfishly going to be very interested in Ronarin now that he specifically well, that's noted a good point, yeah. that that little uh omission on Ronarin is the blank spot in the diagram yeah yep. mm-hmm. Teravangian is a big part of these for this front half Teravangian's responsible for all the assassin and white stuff right yeah. yeah so you know how in Mistborn like future sight counters future sight like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's that, those branching possibilities what if Renarin's kind of future sight is the reason he's the blank spot I in think, the diagram I think there's a wob where Brandon said that is basically the yeah. case of yeah. like it's future versus future sort of interfering with each yeah. other. Just, there's so many people on Odium's oh, side who no. has future sight like the night forms have that like on Maid have that like there's there's crap loads yeah. of uh, people on yeah. Odium's side who have future sight but well, okay sure. Also Wit had a line with Shalon where he talks about do not trust anyone who is able to see the future. Ever. And Ever do we, at all. This um, is me forgetting but where does Odium, how good is Odium's future sight himself? We He's don't really one of the, know. We don't really know. We no, don't really know. We know that cultivation was better than honor. I yeah. think is the only preservation the only was better than ruin. Yeah. yeah. I could see cultivation being better than a lot because her intent seems very mm-hmm. building to the future. And even like her conversation with Dalinar. That's yeah. the other thing. Are we going to see more of cultivation in this book? Because we've only seen her now. I would We've say only no. seen- I think it could be tied to lift because we're realizing her boon is not what she thought it was. Um, she thought True. she wasn't supposed to be aging and she is definitely getting older. So there's That's something true. that happened there where she didn't get what she thought she got from the night. We never either. could fit in lift into the arc. So I just don't know how much lift is going to be involved. She yeah. has a way of getting in there when you don't expect it. So <laughs> like, I don't know. But I feel like I think I she would know. fit in well as an interlude, as an interlude. Interlude through line. Lines. I think that would be good. I like that. I think lift. it's also um, the 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 people that we've know that we know cultivation is really touched and interfered with. Um, the main ones being Teravangian and Lift that I'm thinking about are like the ones who are kind of also out of left field. Um, so we can see the pieces coming up like lift is such a wild card and Teravangian's diagram keeps going in places we didn't think it was going to go yeah i like i think i think like cultivation has definitely been in here even if like not on screen but like her her plans her actions are already here and i'm yeah and i think like the big twists i would expect to come from her players i had not totally put together which is very silly that the diagram is an extent of cultivation. I wonder how much of what the diagram is doing is cultivation's plan, especially since, as we just said, she is noted to be very good at predicting the future. This is my favorite theory of Calderas's, in that um, he he definitely thinks that the diagram is from basically from cultivation entirely. And I, a plant. Terabandian's yeah. a plant. 
<laughs> it's really good. It's my. It's probably my favorite Stormlight. Theory. I didn't come up with that. And it makes me hate the diagram a lot less because I've always hated the diagram so much. I didn't like their plan in Oathbringer. Let me tell you, I'm with you. I liked them in book two. Did not like them in book three. Their plan is stupid. Um, so I'm really, I'm really intrigued by that. It's my favorite theory, and it actually makes me more interested. It's sort of like before. I heard this theory. I was, I kind of put them in the same block as like the ghost bloods. I'm like, this is all secret yeah. nonsense. I hate it. Like right. it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. You bring it into the light. And then I heard this theory and I'm like, Oh, is it possible that this is from cultivation? I really love that theory. I really, Cultivation's I really want to see stuff. where that goes. Her yeah. well, well, and, magic stuff matters a lot. Oh yeah. Well, and you like what she said to Dalinar was like, Oh, like, I'm going to do this to you and there's a chance that he could use you as a weapon. But if I like do it in just this way, I can use you against him, you know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it, you definitely get those like chess yeah. master Xanatos gambit vibes. It, she's from cultivation. Yeah, it's she's really playing does. the long game. I think we've, I think we'll be able to look back and see yes. her hand in like the yes. entire series. I'm so interested. I just I'm really don't excited. think we'll get that front five. I think yeah. more back. Five. I think we're yeah. I think we're getting a little bit of it. We're getting the hints of it. Yeah. In the same way that like Yasna and and Renarin and the Heralds matter, even yeah, if yeah, they're not true. the focus. True, 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 true. You know. And, um, and my thing is, we always thought, oh, we won't get like directly the shards until back five. And Odium is like all over I'm the, the place. other one. Yeah. Down oh, so good. So good. I want to reread that again. Um, it's chilling. There is um, a thing where Odium's not going to show up directly to confront Dalinar because that would be yeah. like bad because Dalinar ascended or something. I do want a bit more clarity as to what that makes Dalinar right now because this is really frustrating right now. That'd yeah. be real nice to have a slight bit of clarity from his viewpoints. Yeah. Well, and I assume. Okay, so we've uh, interlude before this has been Navani's notes and research. We could mm-hmm. also, with like Navani and Yasna in the mix, we could get like uh, studies on Dalinar or yeah. like kind of comments on. Um, well, and like also like the fact that he can open this perpendicularity and like charge stormlight. Like with Navani as a Fabriel scientist, having a someone close to you who can like instantly charge a bunch of I don't think he can do that all time. Well, didn't at the end when Kaladin left, didn't he say, Oh, Dalinar supercharged me and that's how I was able to like make this journey so fast? Uh, I don't remember. Mm, I, I thought, thought we had a throwaway. I really wish I'd finished my reread. But I don't I don't I don't think he can just like open the perpendicularity like all the time at will. Well. Like I think there'll need to be some preparations. I, I think we'll have to get some clues in the pros as to what Dalinar can and can't do post Oathbringer. Okay. Uh, like regularly. Here, here. All right, mm-hmm. all right. So chapter 122. All right, yeah, the big Cal- one. The start. Kaladin the flew one. across the churning ocean. Dalinar had been able to summon the strength to overcharge him with Stormlight. Oh, great. Though it was obviously exhausting to do so. Okay, all right. Fair, fair enough. So, he, yeah, all right. Cool. So, cool. like, that's the other thing. Dalinar is all of a sudden, like, the support class to this, like, party. So, like, when... Well, I mean, he's not the frontline warrior because he's not no. getting a blade. So, of course, so, he's a support. Like, Obviously. if I'm Odium, part of Odium's plan I could see being is 
separating the Radiants from Dalinar so he can take them out because they're going to be too strong together. Because if the Radiants are in a group with Dalinar... If only there was Talon... some sort of book where people split up or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think that's really yeah. good. And we know the characters are splitting up, right? Yeah. I am curious. Do you guys think, maybe not just in this book... I guess I should say, when do you guys think we will see the potential of another Bondsmith? Like oh, the man, sibling that's a crazy or... idea. I want to say before the before book f- end of book five. I want to say we'll we'll I'm see at least one more. The same way of. Oh, I think we'll see at least one more before. <sighs> is it confirmed that the Night Watcher is one of one it's of them? It's heavily implied. Heavily implied. Okay. Uh, and then we have the sibling, and the sibling who we know yeah. very little about. Er- yes. Yeah. But like, I want to see Irithiru turn on, right? Like, I think Maybe we all that do. that requires a having a sibling bondsmith? Maybe. I don't know. That's interesting. That could, be, that could be a whole thing. Really depends on a lot of factors there. Mm-hmm. Maybe the sibling is somewhere else and we have to go find the sibling and bring them back to Irithiru? I don't know if we'll get oh, all three Bondsmiths, but I would. I, I, would I would surprised surprised think we'll see one more before the before it's the five. A, yeah, that's crazy. Another potential through line I just thought of would be Moash. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, that's I it's probably Moash. Yeah, that's Moash is the best choice. Probably will. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's got to be Moash. He's going to be off on his own doing random stuff that the other characters aren't going to be seeing the immediate effects yeah. of. Unless you it's know, like connected so. with a direct Alethkar stuff, but I think it's more yeah. likely. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. If the, that's the third line for sure. Heralds. Yeah, fire mm. herald like hunter. I definitely see him being a uh, playing a similar role to what Seth played. Yeah. in yeah. the first book. So. Ah, the tour of new locations. Yeah, he's hunting people down. <laughs> I think I would enjoy also if he starts becoming sort of like a mythical figure in the way that the assassin in white did. And maybe like people in um, Earthrue start hearing about, you know, this assassin that's going around. And then there's this realization as Bridgeford's like, wait, that's Moash. Especially because Bridgeford doesn't know anything about what happened with Moash. I wanna- well, if they're all on the same level as like a bum on the street, it probably is not going to make the news. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. That's true. Yeah, we'll he's see. not killing we things. He's... We'll see. We'll have to see what the Herald's other situation. There's a whole are. other thing where, like at Oathbringer, mm-hmm. they said, "Oh yeah, the the oldest and most experienced of the fused have yet to awaken." Now they have a year to do that. So great. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure yeah. that'll go great. Like I'm assuming we'll see a lot more, especially since it's Venley's book. We'll learn a lot more about the fused. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And how they're similar and not similar to, to radiance. Um, mm-hmm. Because we, we know their powers are the same or appear the same in some ways, but work differently and, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just love a paragraph. If we could decide whether they're officially surge binders or not, like how does that go? Because uh, it's yeah. it's really confusing Will you on Chris the wiki to write us a paragraph about that, which that'd be one actually is really be... useful, Chris. Please, can you just like, like be which very one is void binding? Please, 
How well, the, I think we'll get it. We've, let's stop the fighting. We'll probably get an updated Ars Arcanum. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, so. That would be. Because like, like, we're going to get nine orders of fused and we didn't learn anything about them in Oathbringer. So we have to get them now. It's just, that was just a learning curve yeah. thing, right? That, oh, here's all yeah. these fused. What's up? They have powers. We're not going to tell you really anything about them. And right do now? we ever see a fused use more than one surge? Not to my knowledge. I don't think I don't so. Know. Nope. Yeah, so we don't even know if they can use paired surges like the Radiance can. The or if popular only... theory is that they cannot, that they only get yeah. one. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I had a whole treatise on that while trying to figure Renarn out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it's it's a mess because there's just not hard info on a lot. More, more support for the Shalon Renarin plot line. Uh, Shalon teaching Renarin light weaving. Oh, wow. That's... That was... Uh, I am very glad that there was a mention of that in Oathbringer, even if it was yeah. like a passing sentence that probably nobody other than me committed to memory. Um, I noticed it. I remember I noticed it. it. Mm-hmm. I didn't commit it to memory because I don't memorize extremely, lines. Extremely yeah. important to me. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see more of more of that. Yeah. Maybe. And how does Shalon, because she uses her light weaving so weirdly, how does Shalon even like teach someone else I, you know what would be hilarious? <laughs> Shalon and Hoyd talking about light weaving and how to do it. Like that sounds yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe Hoyd could teach Renarin if it's a uh, <gasps> Hoyd Hoyd would now be that he has like Rosharin light weaving. Hoyd, Hoyd would be a little weaving. bit more equipped to talk about different ways people use magic. I feel like he would be he's not like a 17-year-old girl who's trying to figure it out for himself, you know? <laughs> Hoyd like, knows a little bit about knows, magic, you know. Not, he knows how magic bit. systems work. I feel yeah. like he's in a good position to teach people who are in special situations. Like yeah. and him and prop- Renarin kind of have an understanding too, like from the first book when so um, Oh, that's true. Renarin. That's totally true. Like when Hoyt Adolin is so like, nice don't make fun of, don't make fun of Renarin, and Hoyt's like, no, 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 and then Renarin like says nothing ridiculous, and then yeah, it's kind of like see, Renarin can take care of himself. <laughs> that that line, um, yeah, yeah. I th- I think also like we know Shalon has some very specific like she can only light weave something she has already drawn for the most part and we know that that is not the case for everyone so no yeah this is her specific figure out how renarin can do it that is obviously probably going to be very different from how shalon is doing it because i mean like they we know it was all kind of artists like what if it wasn't like a visual artist what if it was yeah you know what if this was like a musician what if this was yeah (laughs) yeah We, we have also heard talk about different surges being used differently by different by orders different orders um and i think one of my little pet theories is that light weavers use illumination in a very like obfuscating way to like create falsehoods yep. and things like that i think there's the pot- the potential that truth watchers use illumination in a way that sort of reveals the truth or makes it more obvious or brings things to light um Interesting. Of course, how much can we generalize with Truth Watchers with Renarin being the weirdest Truth Watcher ever? Yeah, that's true. I do think he is legitimately a Truth Watcher, though. And his powers are legitimate because they seem to work for the most part fairly normally from his point of view. I feel like the weird visions are like in addition 
two. I feel like we watches. don't know enough about Gliss to say that he is not a truth truth watcher. Like yeah. I think like we obviously need more information. There's so much to my, explore, guys. So, yeah. yeah, my current my current con- working concept of what is up with Renarin is that he is a he has like all the normal truth watcher stuff and then some weird extra. Yeah, is kind of how I'm working. That's with That's very possible. But let's could be incorrect. Let's do any final thoughts because we're going way over here. Yes, yeah. we are. Basically, I don't know if I have any. Speci- I'm not. I'm not married to any any one theory or any like one hope um that's that's just not how i read books but i i just am like if if brandon can make me um believe it i will probably go for anything um the fact that he said he says he's happy with the book that makes me really excited and i'm like yep um i we didn't talk a lot about it but it's sort of sometimes there's just not a lot i just there's not a lot for me to say like about Venley, but obviously like I'm very excited for, for what happens like with her. Will shape her stuff. We got to learn all that. I can't think of anything to like specifically put down like into words, but just in general. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what, like I want to see, I have a very basic idea of what I think could happen. I think it could be much more complex than I'm guessing. And that's what I'm excited for. Probably everything's more complex than we expect. Yeah. I think my main thing that I want to see and that I hope is just uh, general like accountability and some resolution to some of the things that were left hanging at the end of Oathbringer. Because I felt a lot of stuff kind of came to a head in Oathbringer and then was just kind of left. And that's why my hope is with this year time jump, we have some like, okay, this is how this was resolved. This is how they worked this out. And I do think we need that. I think that that's, yeah, really important. I am here for the Jeanat Ghostwoods Renarin plot tangle 2020. That is where <laughs> my investment is. That is the thing that's I'm most you're excited for. about. Jeanat Renarin 2020. Um, uh, side note, Skybreakers. <laughs> Asterisk Skybreakers. Uh, yes. Bye to Mishram. That's all I care about. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I have no idea. I generally like Brandon plots. The one I liked the least was Way of Kings, and he's been really impressed me since. And I'm very, very, very excited to learn more. And because I really don't think we've gotten into the soul of this book at all. We've just talked about like what could happen with these things. End of this book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like Fenley stuff. Why? The, Apparently, Venley flashbacks aren't till part three. Why? What What does that mean? There's that story implications right there. I have no idea. Yeah, I agree that Way of Kings... Way of Kings was probably my least favorite Cosmere book, actually. Oh, um, really? And they've... Have y'all yeah, read a lately? Have no. you read <laughs> Well of Ascension recently? Okay. I'm you, know, you know I love Well of Ascension. Yeah, you're um, a weirdo. <laughs> I know I'm weird. So, but... Like Words of Radiance, though, was one of my favorites. And then Oathbringer, like, I felt blue Words of Radiance out of the water. So I'm kind of like Mm -hmm. Brandon is kind of and his writing just like improves and improves and improves, too. So like Oathbringer was a really as big as it was. It was a very it felt very tight and very well constructed. I I always felt that a lot of people felt that uh, it was a lot of a lot of stuff that Kolinar dragged. But like rereading it. 
don't know. It's pretty good. It's 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 pretty good. Yeah. There's not like a lot of scenes where nothing happens. So I'm I'm kind of anticipating book four will be better. Yeah, it's going to be differently better, right? Because the plotting structure better, is yeah. so different. I'm glad I know this in advance, so I don't have to prepare for a <laughs> giant battle like yes, in Words yeah. of Radiance and Oathbringer, which I loved. Right, like Words of Radiance, yeah. loved that ending. But I know what to expect, so that's great. Yeah, and I think differently better helps keep some of the like, oh, it just has to be escalate, escalate. Yeah, escalate. you can't do that all the time. Like, for 10 I think you just changing can't. a little bit of the structure kind of helps reset a little bit of like, okay, we can do something cool, but different. Brandon and said we're pretty sure yeah, book five is going to end with a big... He said it's going to be a big one. He it's said it's going to be a big one. So I do think yeah. we need like focusing in and you know, the other thing splitting up the characters and doing kind of smaller stories potentially gives us more character development yeah more and time for plot, that yeah. right and more of a focus and less on the core plot yeah no yeah. i i think you're totally right uh, wow that's I, i'm excited we're, we're gonna get this this year yeah <gasps> that's so wild that like it's coming out crazy. this year oh my think gosh how many more books we've gotten from brandon since the last Game of uh, Ice of Fire book. Uh, yeah, was, we've gotten <laughs> well, Words of Radiance, Oathbringer, and this one. <laughs> when in the recent state of Sanderson, when Brandon put out that like, okay, here's the next 25 years of me writing, and you're like, oh, holy then. man, <laughs> yeah, oh, power to you, dude, man. Yeah. But Ooh. if Brandon Brandon said he the book turned out well and the outline for book five is looking real good because what he did in book four is like, all right, book five, that'll be good. So and if he's excited and he's excited for that big ending in book five, I'm excited because I like big Brandon endings. And looking historically at what Brandon struggled with in writing, like I think in this arc, book three and four were probably the hardest to write. Yeah, he's always um, so excited about it because he always he's so good at endings. So I think mm -hmm. book five is going to be pretty solid. And I think it's going to he's going to zoom yeah. through it, honestly. I think book um, five is going to have a bigger ending than Oathbringer. Oh, yeah. By far. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta. oh, yeah. And so Which like, is crazy. What is that going to be? Books are just know. like fractals. Like, oh, it's a five parts, but then each book is five parts. So like each, Oathbringer each of the five is books is actually three books inside like, the five books. <laughs> and then the whole Cosmere sequence is like a larger, it's like 36 you know, books. Like, it doesn't yeah. Great. Well, I don't know if this was a satisfying episode for you to listen to, but we definitely did talk about Stormlight 4. Kind of. we got more hype. We got more I'm, hype. I'm hyped. You guys. Talking about this, I'm pretty hyped. <laughs> yep. And I think very... we touched on most of the major characters. Yeah. At the very least, I hope we have maybe reminded you of some of the potential and plot lines that you were like, yep. oh, maybe I forgot about that. Yeah, that is going to be easy to forget about cold. the plot lines in Oathbreaker because yeah, there was a lot lines. of them. Forgot Nightblood was coming into the picture again. Oh, Zeth wow. in jail. That makes sense. Wait, what about Nightblood? Oh. There's so much happening. So maybe it was a good, like, refresher to, to get you thinking about hope what you're you agree. So what if Nightblood is lost to the winds? No. But we just keep hearing, no. we just keep hearing these reports about, like, finding people with, like, blackened wounds. And so part of the game is figuring out who has Nightblood. Wouldn't a fuse, like, immediate? Well, actually, would a fuse go after it? Because wouldn't uh, Nightblood just, like, kill the 
cognitive shallowness oh, of a fused like super yeah. easily. Maybe a few. Like, never mind. Maybe a fused would not go immediately after night blood. Never like, mind. Like maybe maybe it is lift or something. But if lift doesn't get a lot of viewpoints or something, and we just hear or like if someone else has night blood and we just keep hearing about because night blood kind of leaves a trail, right? Like there's certain clues that you're like night blood. Um, Detective anyway. Vasher's on the case. Or Detective yeah. Vanessa. Van- 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Okay. There's so much. <laughs> Let's go on to who's that Cosmere character. This character is from Roshar. Menace. Tia. Tom. Braze. Void in drag on a horse. <laughs> it's time for who's that Cosmere character. Call. All right, guys, you know how the game's played. <laughs> you send in. Hey, I don't know what your camera's doing, uh, Shannon. Uh, you send in five laugh. clues and a character to WTCC at 17shard.com, and we will read them aloud, and the contestants will need to guess who's that Cosmere character. All right. Oh, well, let me get my notepad open. This one oh, yeah. is from Fire Moss. Fire Moss, hello. Hi. Clue one. I guess tough. This character is male. No. I guess tough. <laughs> no, it's not tough. Fire Moss, I mean, I had to. <sighs> I mean, that's, that's true. <laughs> that's their user. I'm gonna guess Adolin. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm going to guess Kelsier. No. Clue two, this character is overweight. I'm going to get Joshi, who is Yasma's pen pal. No, it is not that character, but I would love to see that character again in book four somehow. And more various Italians, because we really need more of that, to be honest. There's one in Nazir. Let's have a Nazir plot. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? We got like five arcs and there's only three. So, yay, great. I think his name was Joshi. I literally yeah, just read yeah, that. I know who you're talking about. It's not that. Yeah, good. yeah, okay. Okay. I am not good at this game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um Sabario? No, it is not Sabario, but I think that's a great that's, guess. That's who I was thinking too. Oh, rip. Um, um F in the chat. I'm gonna guess overweight. I feel like there's a lot. Oh, um, who's the? Uh, I have so many people I'm thinking of. I'm Let's surprised just... you didn't go with the the sensible one from overweight. That the one that clearly reminds me of instantly of an overweight male character, other than Sabariel. Other than Sabariel. Yeah, Sabariel was my my first choice. Yeah. I need more clues. I'm honestly blanking. Um, I'm just, okay, I know this isn't it, but for yeah. some reason it's sticking in my head. Cezed? No. Because I know he, but something with the weight, I was just like, oh. yeah. So, but sure. anyway. Clue cool. three. Cool. This character is considered a minority. I feel like it's a Terrisman, but I don't know any Mistborn characters anymore. I've just, they've gone out of my head. Um, considered a minority. Yep. Hmm. In world. That's a tough one. 
This is a good Breeze, clue. Breeze one's coming to mind for the I last know, that, one. I know, that's what I thought Matt was going to guess. Was it's like, obvious. oh, Breeze. But it's like, Breeze oh, yeah. has a, I guess Breeze, he has a paunch. Yeah. I'm not sure he, he's like, yeah. Super overweight necessarily. Oh. Kind of same with Sabariel. I didn't think he was actually. Uh, Breeze wouldn't be a minority necessarily. Uh, no. Definitely not. Overweight. There's a lot of fit people in the Cosmere, so that like <laughs> narrows things down. Yeah, but it also makes it harder to think of guesses because. Um, I'm trying to think I'm, if we know anybody from like the Warbreaker Revolutionary Minority, like Con Paul. Mm-hmm. Like oh. this is making me really like, major characters. I haven't read Cosmere books in a million years, other than like <laughs> the revolutionary leader guy that Vasher kills in the prologue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think he was overweight. Um Tonk Fa. No, he, what's his name? What's his Tonk. name? See the guy, even if you don't know his name. Yeah, are the, are those uh, guesses? Far? Huh? Is the one he well, far, Who are you thinking of? You were trying to like guess get the Well name. I like the, the the rebel leader at the beginning who Vasher far. kills. Because I, I think he talks about him being overweight, but he's like lost a bunch being in capti- captivity. Possibly? You want to so go I'm, for it? If you, I'll, I'll go for that if you don't want to. I'll take it because I know his name. But I'll I can't remember his name. Okay. It is not Var. Okay. That is good. I, I think you're um, right because it talked about like he'd been starved for a while, but he wasn't yeah, originally. Yeah. yeah. Mm, I don't remember. Mm. I'm passing. I'm passing. I'm gonna. Crazy. I'll say Tonkfa. It then. is Tonkfa, actually. Finally, <laughs> yeah. oh, I eliminated him. I didn't think he was overweight. No, he no, actually yeah, he's, is he's, large yeah. of girth. Uh, and clue yeah. four was struggles to keep track of his belongings, and clue five was yeah. has trouble containing his urges. Yeah, and uh, yes, this this he is large of girth. Yeah. I want to take partial credit. For yeah, I know. Yeah, as soon totally. as you said that, I was like, is that a guess? This sounds yeah. like you're just talking. So uh, I was just talking. I, I was surprised. You're like, what about Warbreaker? What about Tonkfa? No, not Tonkfa. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was a yeah. I totally didn't remember that Tonkfa was over uh, uh, was a large person. But uh, doesn't he talk about threaten people to like sit on them and stuff at times? <laughs> I, I feel like that's. Big, but I thought that was like tall and like broad-shouldered. Sort of was always high picture. Apparently, the quote is large of girth. Interesting. So that's that's not yeah. like just tall. But uh, Tongfa yeah. is, of course, one of Dent's mercenaries. And am I remembering correctly that one of his shticks was like accidentally falling over and like obstructing? Didn't he do that a couple times? To be times honest, he, I like, do not remember. Don't recall. It's been literally years. Since <laughs> it's been a long time since I've read Warbreaker from start to Warbreaker. Yeah. You know, like, uh, no, not Elantris. And then it talks about him being like bumbling and sort of silly at first. And then when the reveal happens, she's like, oh no, he's legitimately terrifying and he's threatening. He's sinister. Yep. And, yep. Over me and stuff like that. Brandon mm-hmm. says he's a waste of flesh, actually. Oh, there you uh, go. Yeah. All right. Yeah. This next one is from Blackout Eight Four Four Four. Clue one: This character loses something or someone important to them. Ow. <laughs> Everybody. 
I like how like it, they don't even like keep narrow it down. It's like something or someone. Something or someone. This is a noun. Uh, Maybe a someone who is also a something. Like Maybe a sprint. Like a knife blood. Like losing. I was about it- to say Vasher, but now that you just said like a knife blood, I feel like you wouldn't say that if it was Vasher. I don't know. I don't know who the answer is. Is it Kaladin? No. Okay, just crossing that off the list. You got a guess too. Is it Kelsier? No. Good guess. Is it Renarin? No. Clue two. This character gets <laughs> married. Uh, is it Adolin? No. Is it Shalon? Wax? No, it's oh, not sorry. Wax. Or Shalon? It is Shalon, actually. <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, I've never won. <laughs> you get a point. Uh, clue three: This character has ancestry from a country other than their home. Clue four: This character is allergic to flowers. And clue five: This character has red hair. I would never have gotten the flowers. I think. I think I clue clue two was, was a bit uh, revealing because there's not that yeah. many people who got married. Yeah. I am. I have always been curious if Shalon is actually allergic to flowers, or if that was just a quip that she threw out at one point. That's true. Her mm-hmm. quips. So it's I like can't. in book one, like Capsul says he's going to bring her flowers or something, and she's like, "Oh, I'm allergic." It's hard to say. Like, bring her. me jam instead. Yeah. All oh, right, like jam. That. What sort of death Ooh. flower does he? Does Capsule have ready? <laughs> all right guys well this episode went on way too long but we can babble about stormlight and not a lot who knew uh follow us on 17shard.com for all your news discussion theories and fun that you could ever want join us on discord you can tell us your stormlight 4 predictions you can leave us a comment down below uh you can follow us on facebook twitter soundcloud youtube can leave us a review on itunes you can support us on patreon and we'll see you all next time bye bye